0: Hey folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. (laughs) This is episode 20, and this one, I don't even know how long it was, because we literally split. We stopped the recording Mm -hmm. at uh, like the 49 minute mark, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we did another, I don't know, hour and 20 or something on top of that. This is for like the long commutes, if you're going from the... the, Nuclear fallout outside of Austria, back to Perth, and then back or from California. <laughs> yeah, Well, whatever. What did I say? Austria. You said Austria. Austria. <laughs> That's a real dumb and dumber moment right there. Oh, Austria. Let's oh, put another shrimp, shrimp on the barbie. Let's not. But like one of uh, or a long commute for Emily. It's, it's yeah, a long this one. will be a lengthy one. A lot of pauses. Yeah. It's kind of all over the map. More Shorter so than... Short on politics, though. More so than normal. Yeah, it's short on politics, I'd say that. As, on purple. On, on purpose. Purple. <laughs> uh, no. I'm serial, you it's guys. It's the Man Bear Pigman. Man. Pig man. Uh, we have two guest call, er, callers, uh, yep. including the first appearance by superfan Brian. The brothers Hickman. Brother- now, the first appearance with Banks... What? Second appearance was Brian. I'm saying the first ever appearance of Brian. Oh, the first appearance, yeah. Live on the pod. Yeah, the brothers Hickman (laughs) both got called in on this one uh, and more or less proved my point that they would both know who we were talking about when we dived into... This one was heavy on hip-hop. When we dove into hip-hop culture. Again, well, that wasn't hip-hop, but that we can... It is by the modern-day standard. We'll flush it out. We'll let the the judge and jury and the Australians decide, but I (laughs) don't think that the... uh... By the way, Matt... I want to thank you there. We must be spreading the word. We mentioned this in the pod. We're getting a lot of worldwide following. Well, we saw recently, and we cover this in the episode, we saw that there were 12 Australian listeners in the last seven days alone. This being Tuesday, the 26th, that we recorded episode 20, which I believe will come out uh, July 3rd, if my timing is correct. It's my birthday. So Black man's birthday. So we're a little ways away from this actually making the air. But at the time of this recording, I made note that we had 12 Australian listeners. So I got to wonder if maybe uh, superfan Matt in Perth is spreading the word. It's got to be. One would even assume, if he isn't, I would just lie. And then your next email is pick, Yep. All me. Yeah, just make it up. Oh. And we do, some while while we're, some... while we're in the intro, we do sort of casually mention it. Uh, Matt, if you do want to send us your phone number and if you're okay (laughs) with being called at seven or eight a.m. your time, because we typically record these at seven or eight p.m. our time, uh, you can definitely be a uh, call in guest on the show. You'd be our first international call in guest. So if you're interested in that. Uh, you've been great about emailing. We love the exchange, love the backyard picture, love the humor Lovely. you got. We yeah. did touch on Manhattan special a little bit. Unfortunately, probably don't give you the kind of insights you want on this we one. We don't have any insight really. Yeah, Truthfully, we don't, we don't really know much about that beverage ourselves, but we're going to see if we can maybe get some and maybe, maybe what we do is we order some if we can get it and we do like a live tasting on air. Well, we discussed that. We did. And the, well, no, we discussed, and we should just try shit from all over the world on here. Right. We we're talking about but, Vege- Vegemite. Right, but Manhattan Special is just a New York-based company. It's yeah, a, yeah, I'm sure you can get it wholesale shipped. I'm sure. We'll find out. Yeah. But if we can get some, we'll taste it. We'll let you know all about it. I, you know, it's funny when he wrote me about that. I thought maybe Manhattan Special was a different kind of Manhattan. Whiskey drink, yeah. And then I, when I looked it up, I was like, no, it's it's not that at all. Nope. But we'll dive into that when the time comes. Maybe we'll cover that on the same episode we watch, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, looking forward to that one. We're pretty though. much just making the podcast for Matt and Perth at this point. <laughs> Superfan Brian waits for those Tuesday releases pretty hard. He <laughs> tells us why in this podcast. So. But yeah, we covered uh, Turner and Hooch. We had Turner and Hooch. We had babies that were sick. We had wives that upset stomachs that can't process beef. This one... Has it all. <laughs> yeah, if any episode really ever did have it all, it was this one. We went all over the place, mm-hmm. paused a lot. Yeah. Sorry in advance for that. Yeah. Uh, but we covered lots of unique territory, lots of good laughs. I think episode 20 is a really good representation of what people come back for. Yeah. It's just ridiculous and silly. Well, I was talking with Kristen for lots of here. good That's laughs. One of, the, one of the things she loves about it. Was so, I was saying, maybe we need more structure. Maybe we need more of a producer-type role that can help us keep us reined in. And she said, I don't know. I think maybe some people come back because it doesn't have that. Yeah, this because is, it's totally unpredictable. This because is jazz, from man. One minute, <laughs> this is fucking jazz. This we show is fucking jazz. Just play the right notes. <laughs> no, this is fucking jazz. No, but I'm saying in one minute, you go from from uh, McDonald's, their, their new quarter pounder being cooked fresh to masturbation and how much you can make an hour doing it. I mean, right. it's just... It's A lot of movie quotes. We had some English movie quotes in this yep. one. Uh, really I think I think the jazziness of this show yeah. is what keeps our the people that find it you coming know, back all real for more. The politics we discussed was the the, 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 the fuck-boyness of the World Cup and FIFA and the Olympics and Dope Qatar deep on and that one. yeah Russia. Yeah, there is one point in the episode where I go, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy! I said, Oi Oi Oi. And I do wonder... Now that we have 12 ish listeners, how many of them just knee jerk reaction? Wanted to punch us in the throat? No, it was to say the oi 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 part. Uh, maybe they were like a bunch of fucking Americans. That's just what they think we do. Like, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. What do they think Southern guys like us do other than fat, like fat Southern guys? like <laughs> They eat. Clearly, and drink. Is it that stigmatized? I don't know. I'm sa- I really don't know. I like, do tend to wonder, like, if we like did a live comedy show in whatever town, Australia, if we let out with an ozzy, 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 that, like, would the room not go oy, oy, oy? Yeah, they might be like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe you're right. I don't know. I'm saying, but you know, it's like the things that people think. I don't. I don't really don't know what they think Southern men do this day and age. Well, we're but- drinking mint juleps right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> well, hey there, big baby. Hey there, big baby. You know, my who, name's Warren Beatty. I got raped in I, the woods I ha- once. <laughs> I have to say that, <laughs> even. Based, like a pig. Based on our pre-pod tonight, I was very impressed that Randy Newman kept his self-control. Yeah. And stayed out. Yeah, because he, he was around before around, the mics were on. Yeah, he was. And It's because Toy Story 3 was on. Yeah, and he sadly just got the news that Toy Story 4 might be a thing, so we might have to be dealing with Randy Newman for some time to come. We will see. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, this is episode 20. We'll see you next week for 21, which I believe will be from Redondo. The W. Bye. Seven point five. Stay tuned for traffic and weather from what's his name, Tex Tex McKeever. Tex McKeever. (laughs) Until then, here's Daughtry. (laughs) Yes, and they show it, you know. I'm like five, yeah, six. And I, I just lose it I remember my mom being like panicked Because she was like I can't believe we let him watch this So I'm sitting in the bed and I was like can we,
1: can we bring
0: in Murphy Yeah, you remember that remember <laughs> yeah, like, you're Dalmatian. vicious Dalmatian yeah. They were like He's a pizza. Like, shit like, they, were like, they were like no <laughs> No because no, he would eat See, us See what he would do is he would bite you in the face And make this an even worse experience <laughs> for us tonight what? what was the I don't I mean maybe he had a sweet moment But like my memories of Murphy is like Don't go near the dog well, let's, well, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll roll that into the it's, hooch. I, I've started. What? Yeah. Damn it. It's the best way to start the pod. Well, okay. Mid, mid-thought. Well, if we're going to finish this, tonight's episode is Turner and Hooch. <laughs> and it was just telling... How, how much they did they hear? Most of it. Okay. Enough, well, enough the, to piece it together. The thing with uh, Murphy was, he was actually... Speaking of dogs, cold cuts. Like, my memories was. of Murphy are of being told not to go near him because he mm-hmm. might bite us. Sure. Or tempting fate and, like... Like it was a dare or a challenge to get into the dog pen and, and get out and yeah. onto the ha- onto the roof of the dog house, and then get back out again. <laughs> he was just really into my mom, and that's the way it turns out that most Dalmatians are. They don't. They're not animal dog. Are they're not? <laughs> I haven't even been drinking. They're not <laughs> family dogs. He was just all about my mom. Some of the greatest stories from our old neighborhood were uh, we had to. Is it sound like Christmas to you? What is that? Jingle bells Can't Carry on for a second Hold on I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay quiet So I can hear the yelling Hey, hey, Leah Is there like bells ringing up there? Oh Hey It's the baby Can't do anything about it Can't do anything it. about that This will have a nice soundtrack For the evening um, <laughs> better, than, well, better than wailing But let me get this one out So my favorite of Well, there's a few He did bite a co-worker Of mom's mm-hmm. Who was their good friend Really bit the shit out of him And Uh <laughs> I mean, my only memories of this dog were like, don't go near him. Yeah. He's, he's basically he's a, a huge asshole. Yeah, he's mean. And I just remember thinking, like, why do they still have him? One time, <laughs> I don't even know how this happened, how they decided it was okay to let him out, but they did. And you remember the old uh, No Fear shirts that were really popular? Hey, what do you got? Cold Cut is getting into nonsense over here. I do remember the No Fear very, shirts. Very, very popular shirts from my neighbor, Rick Guthrie hopefully Rick Cuthre please do listen Mm -hmm. Um, he's in the backyard we're throwing a ball and all of a sudden Murphy just that was enough of Rick (laughs) and uh, he he got him by the shirt and literally drug him around our backyard like all the way around the fence line of that big backyard and Rick's screaming and yelling and his no fear shirt is just coming apart in stitches and the last thing that really remained was the collar. There, everything else was torn off, and mom was screaming and yelling. I mean, it was a traumatic event. And then hmm. it all, Murphy went to live on the farm in, in, in the heavenly place on the farm <laughs> after he growled at me one time while I was feeding him. Yeah. And that was that. Well, I remember my childhood, Bassett Hound Bosworth used to growl oh, yeah. if you got near his buried bones. Because he would like bury a bone somewhere, and you could just like be innocently walking near it, and he'd start showing his teeth, and it's like, man, fuck you, I don't know where they are. <laughs> what leads you to believe I'm even interested in it? You must have been watching me dig. I remember Bosworth. Like an old old hill old curmudgeonly hillbilly. <laughs> stay away from my goddamn bones, you
2: stupid little bastard.
0: <laughs> he's, uh, I remember he's out there whittling in the backyard, just <laughs> stay away. I remember you remember our golden butt kiss. I do. He was like he was a huge golden retriever. Like I think he weighed like 120 plus. Are we watching this on VHS? Look at the look at the content. Well, yeah. I Is think it they, streaming? I think they filmed it on VHS. Good God! I feel like there's somebody behind the camera with a reel. Yeah. But anyways, Buckus was Sorry. a big motherfucker, and when we had our rental house, I think this was the rental house. He had gotten out. As he was prone to do. In fact, Buckus once got out for, I want to say, somewhere between six to nine weeks. We had just basically assumed we would never see him again. And eventually, like through a series of like uh, mutual connections, like somebody had found a dog and they told their buddy about it. And then he told their buddy about this dog that his buddy just got. And by like way of like some weird game of telephone, it got back to, oh, that's the Hickman's dog. And he came home to us. But uh, he got out at the rental house once, and our elderly neighbor, this old man, like, went and got him and foolishly put a leash on him. (laughs) And Buckus just knocked his ass down and dragged him uphill on the street. And, like, when the man eventually did get him to our house, like, he had no skin left on his <laughs> forearms. Like, he is like, yeah, he's just a big, dumb idiot. You should have just let him go. Would have been the best for everybody. Was, uh, and I'm sure with our history here and our, our hardcore listeners who like to make sure that all the facts are made right, was Butkus the one that my dad prank called your dad and said... No, that was Bosworth. Was it Bosworth? Because Bosworth was a basset hound, and he's got all that... Bassets have all that, yeah. that wrinkly skin, and he had been in a leather collar, uh-huh. which my dad was worried about, when because when like we were checking on him one day, it had cut his skin, and I think it had gotten infected, so they had to take him to the vet to go get it treated. And this was all stuff that I think my mom just casually mentioned to your mom, like in a phone conversation, and then your dad used all of that to being have... My, yeah, being my dad. He had somebody, uh, a, a assistant or somebody call and leave a message, I think, on my parents' answering machine as if she were from, like... Uh, <laughs> Cherokee County Animal Hospital. Yeah, well, well I think she poses ASPCA like a... or... I think she poses like an animal cruelty... yeah. Or right. she posed as somebody that worked at the at the vet who had uh who was letting us know that they had to report it to animal cruelty. And this was all after my dad had taken Bosworth there and explained that we didn't know, we're not gonna put the collar on him anymore, we didn't we don't neglect him, this wasn't on purpose, and like <laughs> it's fine, this happens all the time, especially with parents like I kids. think they had said like, oh no, we totally understand and get it. It's this. not, a big, not a big deal. And so <laughs> naturally it, <laughs> When your dad's uh, friend called and and basically said that they were gonna have to report it to like oh, animal cruelty, Roy lost it. My memory. dad called the real vet
2: <laughs> and ripped them like
0: three new assholes. <laughs> and my dad's an ass. And the, at, you know the the tail end of all that is we never went to that vet again. Yeah, yeah. had to find a whole new vet for the dogs. Our <laughs> bee. my bee. Well, yeah, yeah, we got Carl Lewis. Or, <laughs> wait, Winslow, Winslow. Not Carl. Carl Lewis. Yeah. Carl Lewis is a famous Olympian. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Steve. Steve. Why did we pick Turner and Hooch again? Because it was. Happened it to be was next there. To, yeah. Well, I, I mean, good stories about it. You least. can never. I thought I had this thought yesterday. You can never go wrong with a Tom Hanks movie. Hmm. You can. Maybe, uh, maybe Philadelphia. No, no, I like that one, if but I wouldn't, wouldn't want to get about. Out. Yeah, I was thinking that Cloud Atlas. Uh, that's the true, true. You called me. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> I don't know if I would call that a Tom Hanks movie though. That's, he's in it. He's I like know he's seven is, different characters. But I, I feel like that's whoever made it. That's their movie. Like, uh, I for, I watched Apollo 13 on the new TV. Oh, so good. It's like, it's, it's no It's great. It's oh, fantastic. you you definitely can't. The percentages are, are very low of going wrong with a. Uh, you yeah, know, you see. I like this early Tom Hanks too, when he's yeah. like pre the big films, pre, you know, in '93 you had Philadelphia, '94 you had Forrest Gump, '95 you had Apollo 13. I mean, yeah. he he went through one of those phases as an actor that very few do of picking like, holy shit, you picked probably the best three scripts that were you know given to you and. Maybe written for you. In Tom Hanks's case, Splash still one of my all-time Splash favorites. Big Turn, Joe versus the Volcano, a very uh, underrated man film. With, is it, uh, the man with man with one red shoe something like that? I don't it got know. me on that one. It's a Tom Hanks movie, I believe it. Something like that. I wonder if Carl Winslow, I the Burbs. Knew his, oh my God! How did we? That's the one we talked about <laughs> doing last. week I love the Burbs. Mm. Uh, hooch hooch, hooch. <laughs> I love when he has him by the throat. He's like, hey, he doesn't like dog food. I just give him light beer. <laughs> he, the dog, the dog, I think he's like a Mastiff mutt, drinks light beer out of a, out of a pot lid. <laughs> like the lid that you would like cover your spaghetti noodles with. His, his just senile old man owner just turns that over and dumps half a light beer in it, and that's Hooch's meal for the day. Hey. Some dogs don't even get that. I've seen too many Sarah McLachlan commercials not to think that a nice light beer <laughs> isn't the worst thing. In the arms of an angel. I took Kristen to see Sarah McLachlan at Chastain oh Amphitheater. Oh She loves, or maybe loved, maybe loved, and still has some nostalgia for. We were the only non-lesbian couple there, mm-hmm. but it was you know, it was a good show. Did the Indigo Girls open? <laughs> Actually, I don't know if anybody did open. I don't remember. But uh, Mrs. McLaughlin doesn't require any opening act, <laughs> except for Mrs. McLaughlin. <laughs> I can tell you this: when I saw Third Eye Blind at the same venue, Dashboard Confessional oh, opened, man. and you know what they did—a smart thing. <laughs> <laughs> they did a smart thing. They they played their one hit first. Mm. They got it out, of the, it way. out of the way. That your hair is everywhere. Yeah. Scream! Fatalities. It's yeah. like we're gonna, we're, we You all want to hear this? I'm gonna play it now. <laughs> that way, for my other eight songs that I get to do before 90 pop sensation Third Eye Blind comes out, yeah. You'll, you won't be thinking, oh, what are they gonna play it? What are they gonna play it? We already did. What was that Third Eye Blind? It's not the the number one song of theirs. Was that? What was it? The uh, do 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 do. do, do. Yeah, that's right. Well, what they had another one. I was like. Something about jumping off a cliff or something. Wish you would step out from that ledge, my friend. Yeah, that's it. The thing that you... I, I I suspected this watching Third Eye Blind. You're watching them play, and I'm looking at the band, and I'm realizing that the only original member that's on stage is the singer. Guitar players, bass players, drummers, I think they even had a keyboard player. These guys, Those guys were all clearly my age or younger, and then you have the singer that everybody knows who's probably in his late 40s now. And I was like, he must be a huge piece of shit. Because <laughs> he's the only original. Yeah. Uh, what are the chances that the other original band members are all dicks that that walked? Right. It's more likely that he's just like an insufferable bastard. And one by one, they all fell away. It's been his, it's his band, bro. Well, I googled it and that's exactly what yeah. what the case is. He's a huge piece of shit and he lost all of his bandmates little by little <laughs> over time as a result. Oh I can just picturing I got I wanna picture his face. Let's he was so San Francisco too. He got real preachy at times. It's just like oh Third eye blind. Oh god, third eye blind. Thank thank you. Here's Hooch. I loved Hooch. Oh man. Mastiff, right? I think he's like a massive mix. I don't know that he's a straight up mastiff. It's hard to tell because he's so dirty. Mm-hmm. It's like, is he brown and black? No, that black's just, that's just dumpster grease. <laughs> that's all that is. <laughs> but I like that Hooch and Tom Hanks both get it on with, with roommates. You got, yeah. you got uh, Caroline in the city. Isn't that who that is? No. Who's the, who's the woman that Tom Hanks falls in with? In this film? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we're about to see. Do we want to Google something we're watching? I don't Yeah, I want to know, because I'm picturing the girl from Howard the Duck, another movie we should get on the list, and it's not her, I don't think. Turner and Huge, 1989. Yeah, I definitely saw this on cassette. <laughs> like, first would time your I partners just literally see this and just stand there and let your dog choke you out? It's moving only got... Ouch! Let him go, Ouch! 6.1 out of 10. Mayor Winning, Mayor Winningham. What's she look like? Not pretty. Show me. Oh, yeah, no, that's not who I was thinking of. Craig T. Nelson's in this. Always forget I know that. he is. He's the bad guy. He's, I know. Uh, he's Boyette or Miller Boyette or or something or other. Yeah. Basically, what happens, <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen it, is uh, Hooch witnesses a murder. Yeah. So the murderer kills Hooch's old old man owner, Yeah. Tom Hanks's is fond of the old man owner and takes on the responsibility of Hooch, oh, who yeah. at some point eats the uh, headrests off of his car, <laughs> which is a big deal because Tom Hanks is like a clean freak. Just like... How would you describe his character? Like, he's he's obsessed with neatness to like an irritating degree. Yeah, he's a... Uh, like, he's, his pill bottles all have to be turned at the, the at same the, at way. At the beginning of the film, he, his uh, mustard spills mm-hmm. on the bread wrapper and rather than just... Cleaning the mustard off, he takes everything out of the refrigerator. Yeah, and, and everything, everything must be clean now. I like when he snips his nose hairs and he looks back and forth really fast, and then he does it again. And he looks back and forth really fast, <laughs> which is honestly I something I should do more. Uh, no. Leah has a huge problem with my with my nose hairs because I I don't know what it is they they grow fast and mm. it's like I'll I'll trim and so what she likes to have me do now is when I go to get my hair cut or trimmed. The lady that does it—I don't know if you've ever seen this—but they'll take popsicle stick and wax it, and wax that shit, and they shut. It. And it's like you feel really uncomfortable. They're like, leave it in there, just trust us, give it the full minute or whatever it is. Because mm. one time she did tell me that a guy freaked out and tried to pull it, and just the stick came out and left like, you know, a huge chunk of mm-hmm. hot wax up in his nose. So that paranoys me because I remember here—it's probably an old wives' tale—but I remember hearing that you're not supposed to tweeze your nose hairs, man or woman, because of their proximity to your sinuses. And that and it's probably an old wives tale, but they say if you tweeze it, it could possibly get infected at the root from being yanked out. And that if infection could get into your sinuses and ultimately kill you. And ever since I heard that, I'm like, well, that's out. I'm not doing okay. that then. I'm gonna defer to the old old wives' tale portion of that story. Just saying, I'm not. I stick to scissors. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I don't use. I'm not tweezing because that sounds ridiculous. This is 2018. I have the little things that Brett Favre sells. The, the little light on the tip, and yeah. you get up in there. But I they just, still come back. I just back. go old school scissors. Okay. I just I wait till they're I wait till they're touching my mustache, and then I know it's time to trim. Nice. Do you want to take a moment to talk about the news from today? The what, big news? Oh, uh, the Supreme Court news? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not, absolutely not. But hey, it's been upheld. It's all good. And, it's all good and gravy. Yeah, that's again, absolutely not. What I news meant are the we good talking news about? Our our expansion and the great, oh, the great, what do you no, in <laughs> Down there in, in Coney's, Georgia. <laughs> well, I just saw statistics from our our RSS feed that we had twelve listens. And I think that means unique players, not just like somebody listening to it 12 times in a row. <laughs> if it's Matt, if that's you, holy <laughs> shit, bro. But I think what it represents is 12 unique listening devices, 12 phones, 12 whatevers in Australia. And we had some Jordanians. We had some Jordanians too. Two uh, I saw some, uh, there's still the one UK. He's hanging on, or she. He or she don't know. So far, Matt's the only one to really reach out and say, "Hey, this it's me. Yeah, I'm the I'm the Aussie listener." (laughs) He said it. The Aussie subscriber also awesome house. The backyard clearly made Mad Max is not Australia. (laughs) He's on the other side of Australia. Oh, okay. Nuclear fallout didn't make it. It's kind of like it's kind of like the American Civil War. You just kind of cut the country in half, and half of it's beautiful, (laughs) and half of it is nuclear wasteland. (laughs) And Matt happens to be on the good He's side. On the, he been, caught, been he, caught, he got time. the good luck. He's been on the good side. But maybe, maybe he told other people to listen. But when I heard 12, I, I, I did say, get the fuck out of here. 12 new Australians. <laughs> if we had to be famous in Australia, I am more than happy oh. to do it. It's gotta, they, it has to be because of Matt. What is the likelihood that we just picked up a ran, 11 randos that Matt doesn't know in Australia? I don't know. What are the odds we would have gotten two Jordanians? I don't know. I don't know the two Jordanians I saw. Unless this is some kind of terror cell that Matt's not telling us about, <laughs> and they're all spread out, and they well, figure that's, that's, that's <laughs> general—that's that's un- unfair generalization. <laughs> For all you know, the Jordanians might might be. General- no, I'm talking about the Australians. Oh, okay. You know, they're always known. <laughs> yeah, that was for, their, for their, Australians. for their are violent violent Australians. No, um, but I saw Lebanon, I saw Jordan, I saw Sweden and Sweden. the UK, and then the US. What was funny is the last seven days we've had twenty one plays in the US. We've had twelve in Australia. See, they're Australia up. is more than half of what our yeah. own country is, yeah. and and we're two fat nobodies <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia, that completely abandoned the original. <laughs> yeah, concept he came in, if you came in for that one <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry like, that's how yeah. we start out every intro with we're sorry well yeah hey sorry about last week yeah and Which we are I've been gen- told genuinely sorry about it. we've been last told week. by numerous people like i love that you start it with sorry about last week it's like <laughs> yeah that's like that's how the cookie crumbles like yeah, that's the it's, w- it's our walter cronkite here it's a thing yeah. that we do yeah and I, I got Let's oh, not it's, bring walter cronkite no anymore. it's 2 weeks out cuz this is episode 18 but i loved how mad my dad was when he called me because of how, how bad our math was on yeah. episode 18. And I did explain that earlier in the day, when sort of brainstorming things to bring up, I'd made a note to bring up Brian's email, and I had done the math on it wouldn't necessarily be worth it for $100 a tug, but $1,000 a tug, I would go for that. Right. Because that is 365K a year. My dad was frustrated. Because we kept saying 100. Because, because we were going by 100, but I was giving the $1,000 figure. Right. Which sounds like idiot math. Because <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like it. It, it is idiot it is, math. Yeah. He's mad that I'm constantly getting it wrong and that yeah. you're not correcting me. Yeah. And that it goes. I mean, if you listen to 18. Well, like, because if we did that, hear me out. If we, if I. And vice versa, if I corrected you on something and you corrected me on something, it would take away their opportunity, Brian, your dad, my <laughs> mother, whoever, yeah. to take away that moment that they get to, to have a call or a text and yeah. say, hey, you're really screwing that family history up, or hey, your math is really bad. Yeah. Well, it just hurts us in the long run, too, because it's like, if these guys can't even do math then why does it even matter what they have to say about this or that in terms of politics? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, don't choose a fair point. Don't go by what we say. I just wouldn't go by math. (laughs) Our president can't do math. Uh, Yeah. Oh, damn it. Damn it. (laughs) See what you did? I didn't say it. No, you didn't. I want want the title to be better this week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't like eighteen's title? No, I do. I the just BAM uh, Fest the Bamfest. The Bamfest. Politics. We're sorry And we're sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I just again, it's it's just just the thought of going into what this week. Every week's more depressing and sad than the one before it. And oh, politically speaking. Yeah, and in general. <laughs> <laughs> just me personally. I'm like I'm like the the stop getting I'm, erections. I'm like that person ago. you know on Facebook that writes that really. Just morbid, ridiculous, every day is worse. I don't know anybody. (laughs) I told you about some of these people. Yeah, that's the guy who's desperately waiting for the, don't forget about me today, guy. Yeah, don't forget about me. I like the people that reach out more than I like. Like, they're they're actually worse than the people that make those depressing posts because they're like, bro, call me. (laughs) Or bro, let's talk about this because they want their comment to be seen. Bro, we got to hang out more, man. (laughs) Uh, Hooch tore up the cops, that's right Well, he's a cop in classes No, well, the <laughs> that's true <laughs> he's, he's the nerdy cop that got attacked by the dog mm. Hooch! 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 What a name for a dog, Hooch Well, you know, after this there was probably just a wave of Hooches And Mastiffs for that point Probably bring it, bring it back. It's probably, it's probably gone the way of the dodo. Probably bring back the Hooch. name Hooch for dogs. H- if you had two, Hanks and Hooch. <laughs> what do you think? Well, no, his name is Scott. It sounds like a good name for one of these craft liquors you see these days, too. Hanks like and Hooch. The Hanks and Hooch. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> oh, this is a uh, it's an American oak-barreled young whiskey. <laughs> and by young, we mean it's white. It's only been aged for six months. Yeah. Oh. We age our whiskey in wine glasses, <laughs> just like winemakers are now aging their wine in whiskey barrels. <laughs> so we literally just take wine glasses. Turns out it doesn't do anything. It doesn't? know. It just sits there. It just absorbs the flavor uh, of the glass. Yeah, yeah. Just got, it's got good notes, though. We used a nice pinot before we added it. You know, this makes me think. When you said today, I uh, told you about the the uptick in Australian listeners. You're like, I'd move there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would too. But then, my one of my first thoughts was, what's the craft beer scene like there? Wouldn't and affect me. I'm not, I know it wouldn't affect you, and I'm not like Mr. Beer Snob, but I do like IPAs. Yes. And if I couldn't find even a one let me ask you this buddy it, do you honestly would, think there's no craft beer in, in australia no i'm sure there i'm sure there is i just want to know what it is case in point matt asked us to review manhattan special Did which we, is we, not something either of us no. w- knew about yeah that's one of those things like of all the things he could have like zeroed in on like that's uh american only because they can't get it there right. it's like this is this is way inside baseball because even you and I don't know what it is, haven't heard of it, etc. I looked it up. I'll see if we can order some because it's just in New York. It's espresso soda. It sounds awful, but continue. <laughs> well, I think that's essentially it. I think they have like a few different flavor varieties, but the gist of what I could tell is it's like, it's a bottled soda beverage that is espresso based. So maybe it gives you a big jolt. I don't know. I know that Coca-Cola, probably when I was in high school, maybe even pre-high school, did a coffee Coca-Cola, and they actually only packaged it in the small glass bottles like they used to back in the day. I don't know if it was real coffee or if it was just coffee infused, but it was actually good. It was like Coca-Cola and that sweet Coca-Cola flavor with coffee undertones. Mm. It wasn't bad. So i got to imagine if the Manhattan Special is... Similar. It could be good. Well, let's just go all all uh, down under for this one. <laughs> I'll give you a craft beer, the title, Craft Beer, Why Some of Australia's best known Independent Breweries Are Going Corporate. Mm. But it does say Australians may be drinking beer at a 65-year low, but one segment is bugging that trend. Craft beer. Mm. Uh, according to a recent report, Australian craft breweries generate almost $500 million in yearly revenue, And this is growing at 10% per year. And it goes on to say that some of the biggest in the country, like uh, Feral, was just bought up by Coca-Cola. Interesting. James Squire, which is one of the oldest in the country, has also been bought up. White Rabbit, Matilda Bay Brewing, Wild Yak, Goose Island, which I don't think is the same. Probably not. Uh, Coca-Cola moved into the market, snapping up brands like Blue Moon and Yenda. Don't know what that is. But I mean, you or, got according to these bar pictures and the things, that the pictures and what I'm reading here. There's it, options. You would have quite a few. It's growing 10 percent right, well, a year. Let's move. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> that is a question that I, uh, I mean, Lee and I have discussed many years now. Is I'm not, I, I, but only with certain people. So now I'm about to put this in the world, so everybody will get to hear my douchebaggery. But I don't really view myself. As like an American, so much as I do a citizen of the world. Mm. And when I when I did get a chance to travel, I really embraced that. I was like, "Now you do sound like a craft whiskey just a maker douche." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not so much an American, you know. I'm a citizen of the world. I'm just cosmopolitan. Right. Do you want to try the peach bourbon? We <laughs> Really make it this time of year. These are new New Zealand peaches. They're perfect for this brew. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. We've talked about it. we want, we love to travel. I would like to to see what it feels like to kind of uh, untether, you know, to take that big step. To be an expat. To be an expat. Uh, just, you know, and knowing full well that barring the, something terrible happening, I can uh, come back and not be put on a list or something for being an expat or whatever. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe wait <laughs> six to eight years. Six to <laughs> 90. 90 but I, I, mean, I couldn't do that because we rely too much on our... Our family net, and I also would feel bad taking the kids away from their no, grandparents and stuff like that. But that uh, you know, it's only in Australia. It's like sixteen hours away. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're it's just right. a short I five wonder... layover. 16, 17 seventeen-hour trip away. It's just twelve hours ahead. It's funny. <laughs> I was looking to see what time it was there because I had the idea if Matt wanted to be a call-in guest, we just got to get a number and we'll call yeah. him. I was like, the thing is, is, like we're we're recording right now our time. It's a quarter to eight p.m. Mm-hmm. So if we were to call now, he's having his morning dues. Yeah, that's right like now. morning commute. Yeah. But that might be when he listens. You never know. What time are they, is it? A.M. What time is it in it's Perth? It's literally twelve hours ahead. What time is it? <laughs> what would we do without my phone I know because we record with mine no but I uh, I like the idea yeah, of yeah exactly 12 hours. it is yeah 742 in the morning over there I like the idea <laughs> of visiting places I just don't know that I could just pack up and move not without you know a, a hefty lottery winnings beneath my belt to just kind of come and go as I please yeah I wonder you know when people Americans talk about Australia they talk about Vegemite and mm-hmm. and all the things that are just sort of stereotypically associated with Australia in terms of alcohol being on the beer subject, I wonder what if like there's a unique to Australia spirit or drink, you know, like you know Fernet is uniquely italian uh also what is it also uh, ou- uh, Uzo or whatever that shit is the the Greek liqueur. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That nobody likes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shit that uh, the... Di Sirono, the Italian liquid. Yeah, wore. you drink, you know, Boddington's at room temperature in the UK. Yeah. You know, uh, I wonder if there's a quintessential Australian... I'm sure beverage. there is. I just wonder what that is. I think we I should, le- try we should Vegemite. wait and, and be told rather than Google that. I think Have you ever had exciting. Vegemite? I've seen it on the on the um, television. I wonder... We could probably buy it, like, at Whole Foods. yeah. It's not, I don't know. It sounds like something we would do together on the pod. <laughs> well, the thing I learned from reading about it, like... Maybe that's a segment. <laughs> Maybe we eat weird shit. Foods. Yeah, we eat weird stuff from around the world. And The thing I learned from reading about it, when you see ugly Americans try Vegemite for YouTube, they eat a big tablespoon and then yak. And I read that that's not the way that they actually eat it. They, t- they toast the bread... They spread a little bit of butter on the toast and then a very, very, very small amount of Vegemite on top of the butter because it's essentially just a salty flavor. So you just use a tiny bit and that with the butter and the toast, it's actually supposed to be somewhat pleasant for for breakfast. Mm -hmm. But when ugly Americans try it on YouTube, they're like, we're going to eat this big glob of. (laughs) It's like, well, yeah, no shit. Like, it's not peanut butter. Like you don't like who, who with any food goes, I've never had this before. Let's eat a tablespoon. Of it. <laughs> Americans. Yeah. No, like when yeah. I give, like when I try and get one of my daughters to try something, they just touch their lips to it and then lick their lips to decide whether or not they want more of it. It's like that should be the approach to something foreign and yeah. new. A little dab and go, mm, okay. oh, I mean, we could do that. Like, I think I just think there's just like a lot of shit. I, you go over to the Buford Highway Farmer's Market mm-hmm. and go down. the. I like to walk down the candy aisle when you get like Russian chocolates, yeah. and Moroccan spices. See, and I want to know where that fucking Japanese Coca-Cola candy came from. She didn't buy that in Japan. She bought that somewhere around here. That's, you, you've mentioned that several times. I guess we need to try to search that out. It's. I remember it was good. You know, you can still find Dunkaroos. You just have to get them from Canada. <laughs> <And> pretty <laughs> soon we that. won't be able to do that. Yeah. They're going to Dunkaroo gonna put embargo a on, and Barco Dunkaroo tariffs. Yeah. Canada making marijuana legal. Yeah. How about that? I thought it already was. It probably socially was. Yeah. I Chanc- think chances just, are you could get ca- caught with like a full ounce of, of weed and a mounty would just go. What do go, you got there, E? Oh, okay. Now, well, let's. All right, just put that away then. All right, okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> I know you've seen Canadian bacon. Yeah, when he's the, uh, well, that's the famous comedian that always talks real low like this. Yeah, you know, the guy from the dad from Freaks and Geeks. I don't know, but he's walking them down the aisle of, it's like you know you got your prototypical looking mm-hmm. uh criminals, and you know one's dressed like a biker, and he's like he stole some bit of money, and he's like. How are you doing? You hungry? You know, no okay. He <laughs> goes, this, this gentleman here uh, had a fight with his neighbor. You know, you need some water? You good? And then he, all of a sudden he brings out the taser. This guy, white-collar criminal, stole millions from people. Get back, you animal. <laughs> he treats all the other criminals with a due respect. But the guy that stole money yeah. from millions of people, he, he was really quite content to do something wrong. I love Canadian bacon. We should certainly... That's a good movie. It's been a while since I've actually sat and watched it. Oh, it's got some of the... Look, you can hate Michael Moore. I don't even care for Michael Moore. I think he's in an eccentric way, way out there. You can't argue with some of his topics, though. Like, when he was... Bowling for Columbine makes a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. But when he made Canadian Bacon, you can watch that film and not know that that movie is directed by Michael Moore. And just take it for its abject humor. The very first line in that film, they were saying that the closing of the hacker defense plan is causing local Niagara residents to kill themselves in high, high numbers. So much so that the sheriff's being paid more to retrieve the bodies than to talk them out of the, <laughs> of the suicide. And so there's John K. Jump! <laughs> Jump, you have nothing to live for! <laughs> Is that Roy Boy? It's his friend up yeah, there. Yeah, they still saying, chop. <laughs> he gets it's 100 to pull the body out, 50 to talk him down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a great, great film. No, it is good. I, I forget that Michael Moore made it. I, what movie is it that Michael Moore can't open a bank account? Or no, he opens a bank account and he gets a rifle when he does. It's The movie he made about It's a Bowling for Columbine Oh it is? Yeah That movie's all about yeah. Gun violence I, lo- I love that scene When he's like So I open a checking account And get a gun And you just give me that rifle mm-hmm. Like no back No check whatsoever no. Like, No just open a checking like, Well they gotta do it Okay The background check Is the opening of The <laughs> yeah, like, bank account So but, you're yeah. a person Okay yeah, cool <laughs> uh, You have handwriting Alright <laughs> That's all we need We need $100 To open the account Okay no, bowling. If you think about it, bowling for Columbine is really interesting because, shit, that I mean he made that. The Columbine was in '99. He was released two thousand. Yeah. So I mean, eighteen that one, years ago, that he was talking the, about the same issues we're talking about now. Well, yeah, but it's because progress is slow. In your mind, your progress is so slow; it's almost non-existent. <laughs> it's what it seems like to to. Well, I mean, hearing you out over these last eighteen years is uh is. Slow progress. Yeah, that's not. And there's no progress, really. No. Only the gotten, other, the other movie he made, the other uh, documentary he made that I was pretty fond of was the one he made about the health healthcare industry, health insurance industry, I yeah. should say. I forget what it's called. It's got a, it's got a name that's kind of out there. Yeah, I can't. I didn't see that one. I'll be honest. I've seen. Roger and Me, I've seen Columbine, or Bowling for Columbine. I thought Roger and Me was the health insurance movie. No, no, he made that one about uh, General Motors. That was his first movie, shutting down, basically destroying Flint, Michigan with their okay. auto plant closing. That's why I can't think of the title, because it has a title like Roger and Me, and you go, what's that about? It's like, oh, it's about the health insurance. It's like, it's, you would never guess that based on the title. Bowling for Columbine at least alludes to something related to Columbine, which was a mass <laughs> shooting. So yeah. you can kind of do... Yeah, you know, some connect the dots. Some. I remember watching that one live. I, shit, I was fifteen. Yeah, that was like playing out as we were getting home from school. Oh yeah. I mean, it was ending, I think, but they—that was the first time I can remember real um, watching television and knowing. I mean, maybe outside of the the OJ chase, there's been some defining television moments for me. I remember Dad telling me when we were watching the OJ chase, he's like. Look, you can watch this, but if I tell you you got to get out of the room, you got to go because anything could happen. And that, just hearing that from and seeing it, yeah. very s- serious look on your old man's face was, I was like, man, You're like, cool. Is OJ gonna fucking <laughs> kill somebody? Why is he running? Did he like butcher somebody with a <laughs> knife? No, no, <laughs> definitely pe- not. Two people. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was. I love that the, was Cato Kalen, some bitch. I love the how I would have done it if I did do it. I just don't. Book. I don't get. I like how we're all over the place now because OJ, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like you got away with murder what, quite literally. He you, gives a name to the character, like as he writes it as a fiction, and it's like, is it? where are we talking about? You or are we talking about Stan, the guy in the book that you've written about how he? murdered his wife and a uh, lover and got away with it. Like, is it... I'm confused. He's, no, it's not me. It's him. Yeah. But this is what I would do if I was him. I was him. Don't but I was never him. Mean, I, would, I mean... I just wanted what, my stuff back, okay? In, a, in the weirdest <laughs> twist, we were in the seventh grade when they were doing the verdict, we stopped class. Yeah. I can't imagine a scenario where that would happen now. Where they would say... I mean, any verdict. Yeah. Where they would say, okay, uh, let's turn on our TVs here in the middle of the day. We're about to find out if... Orenthal James, I remember they said that we we were all at like, who fuck is Orenthal <laughs> James? Oh, oh, the guy from the OJ. <laughs> Got it. The the guy the guy from Naked Gun. Got it. I can remember there were even reactions because we were a pretty mixed school. I mean, there was it, uh, just a weird weird thing. But Be, yeah, TV, TV moment, Rodney King or something or no no I, <laughs> they were just uh, you know that's one of my favorite moments of Airhead. Yeah. Airheads. Airheads.
2: Rodney King. Rodney (laughs)
0: King. You know, I remember there was a, we were same grade. This was 96, 97. And uh, somebody, uh, they found out Tupac died and this girl in our class started sobbing. And I was like, are you that big of a fan? We're like 12. (laughs) It's just so sad. (laughs) Like, well, sit back because Biggie's about to go (laughs) to. (laughs) <laughs> Settle in there, kiddo. Oh the, man, the East Coast West Coast war It seems like things were more interesting when the we beginning. were. When we were, I, would, I should say that. I mean, well, not yeah, those are back aren't. in the days of Marilyn Manson removing ribs to suck his own dick. Like this, you know, that it's, totally happens. was the Wild West back back in those days? It's to, that, that was a real thing, Brent. Tupac getting killed makes me think of. Have you have you seen the news about? I don't. I'm not even. Not to sound like out of touch old white guy, but. There's like some 20 year old hip hop star. I can't pronounce that name. Triple, I know what you're about to ask me. Triple X or something. It, every time I look at the name, I'm like, how do you say it? Triple X Stream? I don't know. It was Extentation. Triple X Tentation. he got no eyebrows and like bleach blonde dreadlocks and face tattoos. Everybody, like, on Instagram and Facebook is just mourning the loss of this artist. And then occasionally I'll see a friend who shares a picture of his girlfriend that he beat so bad she went blind in one eye. What? And he was actually supposed to stand trial for that in, like, three weeks, but he won't now because he's dead. But, like, somebody posted a picture of his pregnant girlfriend that he beat so badly she went blind in her left eye. Shit. And he was supposed to stand trial for that uh, spousal abuse or... or uh, Spousal assault, whatever they call it, in like three weeks he's supposed to go to court for it. But now he's dead, and I occasionally have like one sane friend in my Instagram and Facebook threads. who are like, yeah, everybody's upset about this twenty-year-old piece of shit getting shot outside of a <laughs> outside of a motorcycle dealership, and they've all conveniently forgotten that he almost beat his pregnant girlfriend to death, and she went blind in one eye. Yeah, that's I'm finding like, it now. So it's like pretty awful when I see like people posting these like I'm mourning for triple x whatever the fuck his name was i think it's pronounced it's got to be extentation i don't even know X-tentate. i didn't even know he was a person until yeah. he was dead well, yeah they, they were i was watching the news and they were flashing <laughs> it underneath the thing and i was like triple x died like dmx <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. no like like van diesel triple D- x oh then it was ice cube yeah no but he that's how uh, much of an old, out-of-touch white man I am, I didn't even know that he was a person until people started sharing video and image content because he died. Yeah. He might have a song that I heard at a titty bar once, but I don't know. <laughs> like, that's fun. Like, go to a titty bar with somebody like Banks, and he knows every fucking word, and like, if they play Closer by Nine Inch Nails, I'll know that one, but that's, mm. that's about it. <laughs> Brother, you're talking to... The same guy. Yeah. Because I have no idea. I look at some of these people. uh, There's that guy that has 69 tattooed on his face like 100 times. He looks like he's half Asian. I don't know this person. Uh, I've seen him. I bet you if we called Banks right now, based on that description, he would know. I think we have to. And if we do this... We need to call Superfan Brian because I have been told that Superfan Brian out Superfans all the Superfans. I mean, he has to. He's our fact checker. He's our (laughs) editor-in-chief. He's our producer. Uh, First, I do want to know if Banks would know based on simply that one fact. And then let's try to cut him off because he gets wordy. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he'll Do you have start... his number saved. Yeah, you need to. Save I have his, his number saved. Okay, right here. Th- I mean, uh, it's there. When you when I watch you dial, it always looks like you're looking for a recent called number you don't know. No, no,
1: he's saved.
0: Cold cuts. Might what's be. up? What's up? Hello. <laughs> we are. Had had it. Had it. You're, you're live on the air We won't keep you long W-F-U-C-K The Bam Episode 20 We have a question For you Let's hear it Well I, We don't know the name Of this rapper Brent claims That you'll probably know With my very simple uh, Description And I want to see If you would Yeah we were talking about Triple X Whatever the fuck His name is That just got shot At a motorcycle dealership Yeah
2: What's his name? It's you can call it whatever, but it's like it's it's X X X X That's what
0: you doing. Okay. Well, we were talking about him and how neither of us even knew who he was until people started sharing pictures of him because he was dead. Oh, I love him. Okay. All right. Well, you're you're already making my point for me. Austin started to describe some other hip hop artist, and I'm like, I don't even know, but I guarantee you, based on that description alone, Banks will know exactly who you're talking about. All right. The only thing I know about him, Banks, is he he looks like he's Asian and he's got 69 tattooed on his face like a hundred that, times. That's
2: that's that's six nine.
0: Six nine. Okay.
2: <laughs> and it's it's spelled six I X and then nine I-N-E.
0: Okay okay well i told you he would know <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was like i don't know any of these songs but i guarantee you if we go to a titty bar and they start playing them banks will know the words to all of them let, let me ask you one more what's his like biggest hit six nine his biggest hit uh, fuck. Um. just give us the first give us For, give us the one you like the most doesn't have to be his biggest <laughs> Like when you're eating, when you're eating ass, what six nine song do you want on the on the on blast?
2: If I'm eating ass, it's six nine. <laughs> it's definitely gotta be gummo. What so is gummo. it? Gun melt? Gummo, G-U-M-M-O.
0: Right. Gummo. We're gonna we're gonna give that a listen. Well, that sounds like that sounds like eating ass music to I me. Know, that sounds like <laughs> the perfect word for eating ass. Girl, pop that gummo on and get that ass over here. Remember I mean, gummo. I, <laughs> got Anybody the get chocolate task playlist ready to go. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Banks. We'll talk to you later. Alrighty, bye. All right, All well, right. Gummo, 6-9. Well, gummo. Exentation. Gummo's Triple X. All- <laughs> Gummo's almost the perfect word for for chocolate task. I think we need to get on Instagram. Let me. Let me I'm gonna, girl, I'm going to give you a taco chore. <laughs> I'm going to spin your ass around give you a gummo. <laughs> let me gummo that ass. What's gummo? You don't even want to know, yet, girl. It's something you gotta experience. You gotta experience the gummo. You can't describe a gummo. You can only experience the gummo. <laughs> yeah. Now go uh, take a bath. Now go take. <laughs> it's like that scene from American Psycho. What are you staring at? Eat it. <laughs> Wash no, no. your asshole. Oh no, first. I love uh, in Boogie Nights. Um, the they're getting ready to film the porno scene and there's like there's a whole like group of actors that, and actresses that hang out and one of them's the black girl from 21 cigarettes or 200 cigarettes you ever seen that movie uh, the, it sounds familiar she's the one black actress in the movie and she's walking away from the porno set scene before they get started like whoa 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 where are you going she's like I'm going to wash my vagina <laughs> and it always makes me laugh She's like, fuck you. I'm going to wash my vagina. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. She, uh, she she's is with to... Don Cheadle at the beginning. Right. But The cowboy. The cowboy version. Yeah. And then he breaks up and gets the white lady. That's what, during the robbery at the donut place. <laughs> That's how he gets his seed money. Yeah. Now we're getting too deep into a film that we'll definitely be doing. We got to do Boogie Nights. Uh, I just love He it. says, I'm going to wash my vagina. <laughs> always makes me laugh. <laughs> All right. So uh, we we did an unannounced pause. We've listened to Gumbo. <laughs> by 6'9", and I gotta say, Ann Coulter, you have a point. <laughs> I, uh, Ronald Reagan had a lot of good things to say. I know, I suddenly, I kind of want <laughs> a, a Make America Great Again hat. <laughs> <laughs> you say it in jest, but part of you is like, damn it. it. This is not completely wrong. It's <laughs> why well, I look as someone who grew up I on do like Southern hip hop, Six nine's rainbow hair. That's a cool hair. <laughs> but <laughs> as someone who grew up listening to, like, I'm, I look, you like what you like. I've heard some, you know, if you like gangster rap, that that's great. I'm not, but this it's my baby's crying. Baby's crying. Yeah, Six nine. Play, we played Gummo too loud. Gummo was too loud. Was that Gummo? Yeah. No, the, the one you heard was. That gummo. was the that oh. was the Banks's ideal <laughs> yeah. ass eating song. Yeah, that was that's a uh, bad song to eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that aspect, but Gummo. I don't know Banks. I don't know um there's a question too aggressive it's like a gummo <laughs> sounds more sensual yeah. than that song angry ass eating that i is, feel like you're slapping each ass and just a violent that's a violent chocolate task. that's a violent gummo job <laughs> like that is some next level ass eating but uh yeah, yeah, definitely a little bit. This is the perfect topic because you know Hooch eats ass. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> hooch was eating Tom Hanks' ass. Uh, a gummo. We have a new... Probably getting some trouble. And you don't want to get in trouble with this guy. Clear. No, he's a blood. Oh, gee. I'm telling you, though. I watched that whole video while you were... And I I just... Uh, I'm a little, a little afraid. I'm a little afraid. If that's what... Like... Your kids are coming up There's nothing lyrical About what I just yeah. heard dude. Well we can't be too quick To turn into Geraldo's crowd During no, like, no. the club kids no. night. Is this gonna be America no. It's probably a very small You know It's like It's like i Oh no, Very that small no, no. percentage Of the rest Hold, hold on <laughs> you, know I mean? you want to take a guess At how many times Gummo has been viewed On oh, YouTube Oh like the YouTube hits Probably three mil Two hundred and thirty Three million times Jesus Christ <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need old Jesus. That's all the black people. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably... And Banks. It's probably, I was about to say, 30,000 of them are Banks during his ass-eating contests, <laughs> but... Uh, it's big in the frat houses. Yeah, you know, F a, F a bitch, steal your hoe, didn't want to kill him, but fuck it. These aren't, you know, where where's the, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson's. I know I'm sound, now I'm officially old, Yeah, you know? Well, we just need to write Hannity about it and see what he has to say. I would absolutely love to hear what Hannity has to say about Gummo. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I'd love to hear what Combs has to say about it, but he's not there anymore. Oh, man. That was a good show. (laughs) At least you had some balance. That and Crossfire. Remember Crossfire? Crossfire. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit disturbed by Gummo. Um, Fun to think about. I thought, honestly... When we, I would be more disturbed about the ass-eating part for Banks than the actual song itself. But, yeah. Yeah, in well, combination. Know his name. I not throwing shade at Brian, but in leading up to an attempt... Do you have his number? Well, I don't think I have Brian's number, no. You might have to hit pause and I'll find it. Okay. Because there's a good chance that Brian knows just as much about all this as Banks does. Despite well, the five-year age gap. We have to know. So... All right, let's... WFCK, we'll, we'll be right back. We'll tackle this. Bye. So we weren't able to get Superfan Brian on the phone. He may see my text message and call you at some point. Ask, why, do you, why do you assume that he knows just as much? Because Brian's right? just as much a fan of, of hip-hop as Banks is. I This is where it's like it gets into that realm. This, to me, this isn't hip-hop. It is by present-day standards. Is it? V is, is it? like fixated on Turner and Hooch while she was. Well, She's having to take some time. Mom's not feeling well. She's not really no. either. There we go. We just got we just poop got, trouble. Ow. We got poop troubles. We got a little bit of everything right now. So she's having to play her second straight week of guest hosting on the pod for a few minutes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> enjoying T- Turner and Hooch and just being generally unhappy. Mm. But she heard Gummo upstairs, and that's what started this, this bout of upsetness. Well, who who wouldn't that upset? Yeah. That and Banks. I don't know, there's a good chance Brian doesn't like modern day, but there's an overlap between the two of them. Plus they're they're five years closer in age. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh let's hold on one second. Let's just <laughs> Laughing Man's gonna walk about. So there I mean there was an overlap period where anything that Banks was into, Brian probably was too in terms of uh, rap culture. I was just I've I could just this as easily... This a high school football coach. I imagine this stuff's blaring out of, <laughs> you know, weight rooms and... I, when we went to Vegas as a family and the NFL draft was on, they've got that on, like, every fucking TV and every room we're in. Sorry, V. Uh, and they're all talking about it. And at some point, like, for so many hours, I was like, guys, if we can't switch... To titties or music <laughs> or something that I'm interested in, I'm gonna have to disappear from this group and go do something else for the rest of this trip. I'm I cannot gummo myself. I cannot take any more NFL draft. you're <laughs> killing me. Oh. I can't like I can't fake interest in things that I have no interest in, and so like whenever you know when they were younger, if they were both mutually into some rap artist, it's just like, yeah, I don't even. I've always been as disconnected from it as I am now. Yeah. Oh, up oh, there goes my there goes my this, one this, panel. This pod is really just all <laughs> coming apart today. Uh, let me fix. There we go. The golden voice should be reflecting nicely. There we go. Um. Yeah. No, but but you listen to some hip hop? Nah. Yeah, like that. When, when you were a kid. Don't worry about it. Nope. No outcast? No. 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 Wu Tang. Wu Tang. I did have their first album. Okay That's okay I don't know I killed it You killed it there That's that's dead (laughs) air I don't know where to take this No I was a metalhead Early on And never Never really left it I did like The first Wu-Tang album The ODB And and all those guys Uh, But like The closest to anything Even remotely Of a rap aesthetic Was like Rage Against the Machine Like he kind of Yeah he kind of did But not Tell us more about that While I see (laughs) it We had another unofficial pause Let's in and out on this episode I wanted to come back just as the golden voice To highlight the moment in the movie Turner and Hooch When Hooch farts in the detective office And it grosses everybody out It always made me laugh as a kid And uh, it's when you kind of start to wonder What's up with Craig T. Nelson Anyways, we'll be right back after these messages and we're back W-F-U-C-K Mini Breaks On episode 20 The band. He's the Boogie woogie Bugle Boy of Company, Company B, B. Um, So we're getting Nearer to the end of Hooch Where mm-hmm. I've just been told We can't actually watch it Because Hooch dies I don't want to do it man It's just You know it's he, just, he's, he's like He's running with his lover Put, Also mind you I, I love at the end <laughs> When they try to make you happier not to be the the Debbie Downer here, but hooch does make the hooch make puppies. It. Uh, but they act as if this dog had like oh four or five lassies and four or five mastiffs. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the way dog litters work. Like yeah, if none a of mastiff them... and a lassie <laughs> have dogs together, collie. Sorry, I'm not an idiot. Uh, when the dog ultimately gives birth, she'll have some collies yeah. and some mastiffs. Sure, they won't mix at not all. At all. Yeah, because if they did. Then you'd be Mongoloids. That's <laughs> gross. <laughs> no, just the idea of a Mastiff and a Collie. Oh, it just I kind of want to know what that would look like. I don't know. Like a snouty... It would be in the running for that contest they do every year for the world's ugliest, ugliest. dog, for sure. Um, That's an interesting one. Yeah. Mastiff and Collie. Like, if there's somebody who can computer generate that. I wanna know what that looks like. Yeah. If someone out there can do that, I'm sure one of our Australian friends probably can. Uh turns out the the little one's downstairs again mm. and everybody's upset right now. So it's a rough it's a episode rough twenty rough episode twenty for the for the fan. And it all started with fucking Six Nine and his stupid gummo song. Yeah, yeah. We all we were going good. I thought we were building up some momentum and then we both wanted to know more about Six Nine and uh, Banks's ass eating, and we didn't really want to know more. I, I did because because you you <laughs> made it. You seemed so confident that just off that one description that you would know. Now, in retrospect, the fact that it, he has six nine all over his face—that's that's his name. Yeah, makes me feel a little foolish, but uh, you know. No, I I mean, you could describe any current rap culture icon vaguely. And banks would know who it was. <laughs> if I was like, uh, he's like young and he has no eyebrows and he has like blonde dreadlocks that are only on the top of his head, but was like, oh, that's that triple X guy that just got shot. Yeah, like exentation, whatever. The Shit, fuck his you know name more about was. it. I, did, I had no idea he was a wife beater or a girlfriend pregnant beater. So. Well, I, I go back to the fact that I didn't know he was a person until he died very, because people were sharing true. his pictures on it on social media. I think what we need to do. And the, I think we're about to get some help with our social media. We are. And then we need to like spend a week delving into this culture. This this stuff that we're meant. No, no. <laughs> no. You make I, it would have a, it, I would have an easier time getting into the to the juggalo culture. Well that's not because you would <laughs> you would enjoy that. I'm asking you to go out of your bounds here a little bit. Both of us. You think I want to spend my time finding out who the finding out who the, the next extantation and 6ix9ine are gonna be? I don't want to do that. But I'm saying When I watched that video, I literally did think, Sean Hannity needs to see this. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know? Like, the Republicans have a few things, right? right. There's something, there's something Uh, about this. Yeah. (laughs) I will say, as far as recent downloads go, and hip hop music goes. I'm so sorry. I do have Childish Gambino's "This Is America" oh, on that's my great. phone right now. Oh, that's great! But that's that to me, it's a like, fucking awesome it's song. Awesome, like and the Kendrick when, Lamar. When you dive good. into the music videos layers of yeah. everything he's artistically accomplishing, yeah. you know, case in point, Sean Hannity would shit on that because yeah. it's anti-American, right? Uh, and he knows better than to not touch Six Nine because it'll get accused of being a racist, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, everything down to, like, the pose he takes before he shoots the guy in the back of the head in the video, where yeah. he looks like Jim Crow, yeah. it's just like, holy shit. I hate to do this, WFCK. I'm dealing with maybe the same steak problem that Lee is having. more doo-doo. Yeah, well, it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, before, I'm, I am going to hit pause. I haven't hit pause yet. I just want to take a moment. If you're a regular listener and you're going, what the fuck is up with all these pauses, They have been genuine. We did sneak one in for a pee break. We do that every episode. Sometimes you don't even notice. That's the beauty to the sneaky pause. The ones we've announced have more or less been due to tummy trouble in the uh, House of Martin. So uh, with that, we will pause again, hopefully for the last time on this go around. And uh, we'll uh, we'll catch back up here in a second. Stay tuned. I love in Turner <coughs> in the stakeout scene When he's talking to him When Tom Hanks is talking to the dog About the man from Uncle And the fact that he couldn't pass flight school He's just talking to his stakeout buddy
1: Yeah,
0: It's fucking hilarious But I literally just had deja vu Of him and the dog in the car yeah. Being here and you being in the bathroom mm-hmm. Deja vu is a weird thing I don't think it's deja vu there I mean, maybe. Or just like you remember seeing, like you remember it happening already, even though it hasn't happened before. There's been plenty of times that I've sat in this spot while you were in the bathroom, but Turner and Hooch has never been on. Yeah. I'd love a Mastiff, but if my dog drooled like that, it would be a real struggle for me. <laughs> I, have a, I, I have a problem now, and I'm okay with putting this out. The daughter just drools everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's going to get worse, I'm told, as the teeth start to... Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just dealing with baby drool right <sighs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. You're not in the teething drool yet. Yeah, but and it's... it's uh, and snot and all it's, that it's, stuff. It's already grossing me out. The poops, eh, they're nothing right now. I know they're just milk poops. But, uh... Well, you have a doo-doo sensitivity. No. You said... You asked me this before. I don't have yeah. a... She had a, a gigantic blowout one yesterday, and I was just like, holy... If anything, I was in more admiration than... uh I just remember you being really repulsed by the brown trout story. So I've always assumed we, you, that you, you have this conversation. A due that's a different that's a different I feel like I should tell the brown trout story. Well you have on this pod. No, we just alluded to it. We've never truly told it in its entirety. I think you save it. <laughs> I think that it's like a whole thing. I might even lead, lead out an episode. You? Is it gonna bother you? I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm having some <laughs> stomach issues right now as as the pod clearly knows. maybe maybe it's not. This is when they finally get to Miller Boyette or whatever it's called. They're gonna find money in the ice because Hooch can smell money. Can he? Hooch is not. I, there's no way he's a purebred mastiff because he's got like, he's got like hazel eyes that are close together. He's on. Holy shit! That's Deadwood. Is it? Yeah. Uh, that's that's the guy that marries Alma Garrett. Oh uh, yeah. Ellsworth. That oh, was Ellsworth. Holy shit. Sorry, folks. We just saw Ellsworth. We all know what Deadwood means to you, too. I like Deadwood. You love it. I love Deadwood. Yeah. I I, for me, it was a like, not a love. I like Deadwood probably more than I like The Sopranos. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And it's and it's and it's a it's frustrating because they didn't finish it. Speaking of The Sopranos, even though we've taken it off of the show. I've continued to watch because I started, and I always do this, I start season one, episode one, and I let it run through the end. I'm midway through part one of season six. They've just beaten Vito to death in his hotel room mm. because he came back from- Shoved the pool cue up his butt. Yeah. New Hampshire or Vermont or wherever he was with Johnny Cakes. Johnny Cakes, yeah. Uh, that handsome man with handlebar mm, what that, a handlebar mustache that cooked a Volunteer good Volunteer, firefighter, just, rode a motorcycle. Who wouldn't want to get fucked by him? Yeah. I would Johnny his cakes <laughs> or vice versa. My question is: Yes, what's what should Vito have done? Because on the we we know from that episode or series of episodes, he can't hack it as a handyman actually working. <laughs> I Vito, love that scene where he's counting down the time: 10.30. thirty, ten thirty, gotta be, gotta be ten thirty. Don't look yet. <laughs> Don't look yet. Save it. Eleven forty-five. Look at where the sun is. It's gotta be almost lunchtime. After the last bite of that sandwich, this day past, this day's halfway gone. <laughs> and he that? looks at his watch, it's 10 to 5. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but it's like someone never done an honest day's work. Well, in yeah, his life. I mean, <clears throat> the no-show job, or even the no-work job, is built for a fat man <sighs> like Vito. Well, you ask what, it, what he could have done. <laughs> He's I, used I, to sitting in a lounge chair with a fan at a construction site, not doing shit. His choices were to basically just adapt move or die uh his the ad the adaptation would have been to lessen his expectation so i would say he ha, he could have run a card game uh between these mountain yokels and some of those homosexuals that lived up there in the vermont and clearly had money i love i love when he gets invited to their table yeah and and he can immediately tell that two of them are gay because they're they're very effeminate and he looks a it could be Brian I don't know Wouldn't it say? I don't know uh, We've never done a FaceTime on here I'm gonna let this one go Answer it It could be It could be worthwhile We're gonna FaceTime on a podcast <laughs> Just see I've never seen who this is mm, a little, This is a little creepy uh, You're paused Who is this? This is a podcast first. got a a very strange podcast first happening here. I feel like this is probably a FaceTime butt dial. This sounds like my grandfather. Hello? I think we've been butt dialed by my grandfather. Was that his phone number? Well, one, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I have his phone number saved. You don't I, have Pap's phone number saved? I don't think so. It was a it was a 404 number, so it's local. Well, it's I have not- I have him on find my phone. That was very awkward. Okay, this is here we go. <laughs> Anything could be happening. <laughs> Uh All right, well, we'll, we'll come... We'll, well, he's at his home. i, I, I have him on find-a-phone. All right, well, if we... If Sorry for that weird. If we find out what it was... You know what? It's par for the course for episode 20. <laughs> this episode's all over the map. Okay. Uh, but here we go. You're gonna have a new uncle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's do the brown trout now. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say this. If, if I'm Vito... And I'm in that situation. But I, was, uh, I want to finish my thought. I love when he sits down at the table. He gets invited over because he buys the volunteer fireman a round of drinks. And it becomes obvious that the two men to his right are gay and in a relationship. And he makes eye contact with Johnny Cakes, who is just like giving him the angriest do me do me eyes face nod like, yep, you're at a table with gays. <laughs> It's okay. (laughs) I'm gonna put my hand on yours later, and then you're gonna I'm asking you to move into it in with me and I'm gonna do you constantly. If I'm veto, I know I can't go back because everybody wants my head. Yeah. My own brother-in-law is gonna wanna beat the shit out of me, Mm -hmm. which is ultimately what happens. I also know that I'm not really made for work and I can't I can't hack it here, and I wanna see my my wife and kids again, even if I don't necessarily want to see my wife in the traditional sense. His proposition to Tony is set me up in Atlantic City. I've got connections down there and I can it's make girls. I can make money out there and I can send it back here. And nobody even has to know about it. Why not just go do that? Yeah. And then send word to Tony. Or, don't I, send word. You send a package. Just something. something the biggest green Filled, envelope, vanilla yeah. envelope Tony's ever seen. Yeah. And say, this is what I can do for you every, More or less, every, like, every don't month. bring me back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to respect me there anyways. Yeah. Nobody even has to know where this money's coming from. Just more or less, help me get set up. Yeah. I'm going to run girls and whatever else out here. And, I'm, and you're just going to see money from me and you never have to see me again. And, I mean, more or less, nobody would ever even have to find out if Tony just kept it between him and the two of them. Well, I love that it circled back at The Sopranos on 20. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> two, yeah, you could play the hypothetical game with the actual, with that. Tony. That was an option Tony had. Because the whole time on those episodes around Vito being gay and what they're going to do about it, you get the sense from Tony of, like, I don't give a shit. He's my best earner. I, I guess what I'm saying is Vito... Knew, I think, from a character standpoint, knew that there was no going back. Had Tony even said yes, the odds of him, you know, being stumped out, being killed, were. I think he had to have known the life. He knew that even if Tony said yes, it it wouldn't have been a long term thing. So the only thing, if you want to play the hypothetical game for me, it would have been something where he starts running small numbers running small rackets. And that means he would have had to adapt and totally forgo that lifestyle that he once knew and loved. Yeah, maybe and, that, and that's a hard decision. He just didn't have it in him to do that. Yeah. And he wanted to get back. He, he wanted the glitz. He wanted the glamour. He wanted the run, the action. and he I never he just wanted to not have to actually like, do work well, like yeah. he was But there's other Vermont. stuff he could have done. I mean. I love when, when Tony finally says, maybe know, he comes clean to Johnny Cakes says, this is, what, this is what I've been doing. This is why I can't do this. Yeah. So if you want to do something serious with me, this is what you have to understand about me. This is the life I came from. You're going to th- have to let me run a card game <laughs> out of the back of your pancake house. Because that's all I know how to do. Johnny Cakes Poker and you Night. you can get deep in this ass <laughs> any night you want. But I got to be able to not actually work and make yeah. money off of, of degenerate gamblers. Yeah. I need a piece of everyone's action in this whole town, <laughs> uh, you know, metaphorically and realistically. Um, no, I love when Tony eventually decides, you know, I, I can't take this shit with Phil anymore. He's got to go. And he, and he goes, if he wanted to live that lifestyle, he should have kept it private. Yeah. And still goes, was are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I really I like the way Irregardless. <laughs> yeah, I love Irregardless. <laughs> I love the way Phil Leotardo went out. I
2: don't he remember how he goes he was out. one of my
0: favorite because de- he loses his mind. He goes off the off the reservation. Wants everybody dead goes into hiding because everyone's on the mattresses, as they say. Everyone's trying to kill everyone. Yeah, and that's kind of tail end of the whole series, yeah. series right? But yeah, towards the end. And then they uh, one, of the, I think it's the guy that he, the Johnny Sack beats up when they were trying to kill Chris that one time and peed on him or something. I can't remember the kid's name. He's He was in the show for a very long time, running season. Uh, the chef uh, God, I'm having a brain fart. Ar- Arno, Arnie? Arnie? Artie. Artie. sorry. Wow, yeah, I love the show. <laughs> I did a podcast about this one. Artie beats him up for running that credit card scam with his. Uh, oh, Benny, Benny, yeah. yeah. I think Benny finds him with somebody else, and because uh, they were call- you know, they were always like, "We're looking for the Shah," because he like the Shah of Iran. Oh, the Shah of Iran, yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, who they, do they call the hairdo? Is that Sil? Yeah, that's right. Uh, but they they find him. He's on. He's on the, he's on a payphone in like Upper New York. Yeah, he comes out. He's on the phone. He's given. He gives a a direct hit to kill somebody. Gets in his car, and he's got his grandkid in the back. He's got his wife up in the front. Yeah. And he's like, coochie, 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 coochie. He's like talking to the kid, and he turns around, and then here comes Benny just, wham! And he falls out of the car. Gets a head She, over. she, she yeah. jumps out. And then those two black kids are saying that, oh, shit! Because the car just rolled right over his head. You yeah. hear the crunch, the bone, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, the rear thing. tires squish his head. Yeah, just that. Because Phil was the most unlikable, pretty much from his introduction. I disagree. Richie April is the most unlikable. I don't know. At least Richie... Fucking, with his Rich, fucking at least 80s Richie, clothes and his members-only jacket. Richie had a beef. Richie, but even then, he was just a psychotic. You He's can't really... There's no emotion out. They're all psychotics. I know, but Richie was gross in a way that Phil wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're one and the same, but I... I I liked... Uh, it feels irritating, and he's butthurt over the Tony Blendetto thing that he just won't let go. And the whole time you're watching this series, you're going, why did Johnny Sack have to go away? Things could be so great now. He's the boss. He and Tony are on good terms again. They've made peace at his house, and then here comes the fucking FBI. <sighs> They're going to fuck it all up. I can't watch this. can't watch this, bro. Oh, it's the hooch death scene. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just... Uh he lives on through his offspring who, yeah, who just like who him clearly were cheated on. this is when my, this is where my mom just lost it when Tom Hanks It's funny that we're here now again, because you brought this up at the beginning of our episode. Mm-hmm. The first movie my parents ever took me to see in theaters was "My Girl." oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I don't know, four years old, maybe. Like, yeah, what year did my girl out? came out in 89, out? 90. Yeah, yeah, so I... Maybe if, 91 at the if, latest. If it was 91, I was four. If it was 90, I was three going on four. Always ask. Well, they took me to see my girl, thinking, Oh, it's a cute, fun, lighthearted... 1991. So I was four years old. I was yeah. Adelaide's age. Tomboy Veda Sultanfuss. And uh, they had no idea what happens in that movie. Sure. They just saw that the cute kid from Home Alone's in it. It's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be great. And then he dies from bee now, stings. I wonder. Before they went, did your mom do it? Because it's not like today, where yeah. it's like I have a. I often get What's made fun rated? of. Um, it's gotta be PG. It's PG. Okay, early ninety PG. So they knew it was safe. Uh, but what I was saying was I have a tendency now, if we're going out to a restaurant, I'm looking at that menu online at 12 o'clock the day of. Yeah. I pretty much narrowed it down to a few things. With the movies, if we're going to the movies, I- I've picked out the movie a week in advance. I've gone over the theater, just looked yeah. at all the showtime. I've even done some, re- I've seen the trailer already. Think about that. Like, this is the day and age we live in. I wonder if your mom, because, you, you, you know, your mom, my dad, grew up in a funeral home. Mm. And I wonder if when they went to see my girl, she wasn't like, holy shit this is my childhood <laughs> because that was my dad I used to play hide and seek in one of these my, places my dad would watch my girl and was like yeah that was pretty much it you went to bed and you knew that there was a dead person down in the basement well there's that great story of, of Walter taking them mm-hmm. somewhere to go pick up a body mm-hmm. and bring back to his funeral home mm-hmm. And my mom just like reaching in the back and patting this he, dead. He went to my, he, uh, <laughs> uh, I believe, and we'll, we'll be corrected if we're wrong, but I believe the story went. This wasn't Paw Hen, we know that. Much. <laughs> Walter took, went into the store with my dad, left your mom in the front seat, I think. I don't, I don't that could be wrong, we'll find out here in a week or so. But when they came back, She was she had gone into the back of the cabin and was like stroking the dead man's (laughs) head. Poor dead guy. Well my memory my memory of the story, and we're both probably wrong, is that they're just in the car and that she just reaches her arm over the back seat and pats him on the head. (laughs) It says, poor poor dead man. If we're going to get the story wrong, you might poor, as well just go all the way. She had gotten in, climbed on the gurney with him, <laughs> was stroking his hair, had gotten some braids. <laughs> my memory of the story is that she just kind of reaches over the back and pats him on the head and says, poor poor dead man, a poor little dead man. Something along those lines. We'll never know. But yeah, they had, <laughs> they had no idea that Macaulay Culkin dies from bee stings. And my memory of seeing this movie in the theater is liking it and then... Just turning around in my seat when Macaulay Culkin's dead body's on the screen, Ugh. and just crying into the back of the seat. I don't with my recall face that head. they actually show his dead body. They show him. Maybe in the I funeral haven't home. seen it. Maybe I've only seen it on TV. Did they show they? him in the funeral home, and she goes to his funeral because it's at their funeral home. Yeah. And so I go from watching the movie to facing the rear of the theater with my face buried in my hands because I'm crying because a little kid just died from beast.. She's and my parents bee. felt terrible about taking me. To you this imagine that movie. Was just the argument they had later, like I told you to look it up. <laughs> I told you to read about it in the newspaper. In 1991, I didn't buy the two-day Sunday edition for nothing. <laughs> Our first movie that we took Adelaide to was Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That was a good one. And was it and too much? She loved it. She, we didn't make it through the whole thing, and that had nothing to do with her, uh, nothing to do with her ability to watch it, and everything to do with her age and like bodily functions because she was going on like her second doo-doo diaper, and I was like. All right, let's just go. She sat through an hour and 10 minutes. That's enough. We'll, we'll call it on this one. I got to say, her retention powers seem really impressive. She was basically, r- before the pot tonight, just <clears> for a little bit of reference, we had the whole fams over here. We had some Chick-fil-A, the sure two did. girls with the baby, and uh, a little tattooing, basically, a little microblading. You finally uh, got that beard. I finally got that beard. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Double down. <laughs> it's just a callback. It is. Uh, it's a pod uh, But it was fun, and that we were watching Toy Story 3, because like you said, and you were absolutely right, if you want to rein your daughters in... You put on Toy Story. Put on Toy Story. Or any of the movies they're fond of. Right? Sure, but they. I was amazed watching Adelaide just uh, read back to, you know, yeah, quote the movie as, as it can't was read. being said. Adelaide doesn't know how to read yet but the subtitles are on the screen mm-hmm. and the sound is soft and she, she's like, she's just like, it's like she is reading because she knows the words that well. Yeah. But yeah, we took them to see, I took her to see Force Awakens. I feel like Kristen and Kristen took her to something else. Just the two of them. We took her to see, I took her to see with just me and her the Jungle Book. That only lasted for 20 minutes. She couldn't, too much. Just wasn't interested in it. Oh, really? It's live action. Oh, uh, uh, it's live action. Kind of. I mean, it's animated animals, but oh, okay. it's it's made to look live action. Oh. I remember the that, like, watching Jungle that book. on a plane. I don't. I don't recall that being live action. We, uh, with Bill Murray? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's animation, but it's it looks realistic, especially if you're three. That's a good point. So she needs real. She, she needs. Well, no, animated. she needs animation. Yeah. Have you showed her? Uh, For her. the. Movie Leah loves Fantasia. No, does it have to have words, or would she not be entertained? I don't know if they would watch it or not. That movie bored me to tears when that's I was a kid. Leah absolutely loves it. Like it's a fucking, it's a music, it's a classic music, it's a classic music album with the pictures. thing is, I can see where that's stunning in nineteen ten forty. I think it was or now or if earlier. you're high as a kite, yeah. But even <laughs> high now, it's gotta, it can't be weed. It's gotta be something else now. Yeah, yeah. mushrooms. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have I never uh I'm, I've never done those. <laughs> but there was I one time hear, I hear I hear things. No, we were screwing with a friend of mine. Uh, we were we were in I won't I can't really divulge too many details here. Again oh, this, is this wasn't best. kind of pie. This wasn't even me. Uh this wasn't me. No. This was a close friend oh. of mine. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Close friend of mine, and he's really concerned Disney. about what happens if you take mushrooms. Right. Um, no, he. We were at a, his apartment, but another friend of ours had. They were on these psychedelic mushrooms. Mm. Uh, is that what you, is that what you call them? I don't even know. Uh, yeah. Not, I think it, they were. I think they had psilocybin done something maybe? caps. Psilocybin. Caps. I think is what they say. I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I mean, in my day, I took an aspirin and went to bed. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, one of the guy's girlfriends was coming over, so the other guy could not have her know that they were on mushrooms, because then it would get back to his girlfriend. Do you see the are you seeing yeah. the dichotomy here? Yeah. And uh, it, it was getting real dicey. Oh, we'll be free in five minutes. So much, he told it to me twice. Actually, that's probably not him. Every text you sent me today came to me two times. Really? You might want to restart your phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a piece of shit. Well here's our guest caller. We'll get right back to that. He ready to do a nice little Yeah, get him started. I'm gonna grab a beer. WFUCK The BAM! Guest calling in the night, Brian Superfan Hickman. <laughs> What's up? Oh, And he comes out with a soft "What's up? Well, tonight yeah. we had some questions. We, we've gotten a lot of content from, from superfan banks who may or may I hear you're the number one, Superfan. Yeah, that's what I, Mom I, said. Mom I said would, you're the number one.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how Banks can beat the number one super fan if he's not literally
0: waiting on Tuesdays to arrive to <laughs> you texted listen me today. To <laughs> Brian texted me today because I, I mean, immediately I dragged my feet getting it out because I had to piece it together. It was like 1.59. It's like, where's the pod? It wasn't, it, it wasn't a passive-aggressive. In the morning. Yeah, on Tuesday. <laughs> it wasn't a passive-aggressive no pod today. It was a, where's the pod? Well, I, I I'll say you'll, I'll give you number one. Uh, I'll call it one A, but I do have to give distance some credibility and say Matt and Perth can be one B. <laughs> That's fair enough. Until we get it, until we get his uh, phone number. Yeah, we'll call him in too. But we had a very specific reason. Do you want to fill us in on the uh, content? Oh, me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we we were talking earlier about this hip hop artist that just got shot at a motorcycle place. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Uh, I think so. Is it the, like, Triple X? And, I don't even know how to pronounce his freaking name.
0: <laughs> you're already, you're already helping. <laughs> okay, okay. That's who we were talking about. And that conversation okay. led to another rap artist that Austin told me about that I didn't know about. Well, I didn't know his name. I simply said, uh, he's just a guy that has 69s tattooed all over his face and hyper-colored hair and looks kind of japanese Yes. What
2: a boy. Takashi, I think, is his name.
0: Well, th- see, that's interesting because I've heard that, but Banks said that his, his rap six, artist nine. is six nine.
2: If you look, like it's technically like the way he spells his name <laughs> is like with six nine in it.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, but I'm saying you you use the word technically and have his real name. <laughs> All right, I mean, well. The, the 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 broader sense, just to peel back the curtain here, we're having this conversation, and I said, I guarantee you, if we call Banks right now and you give this description, he'll know exactly who you're talking about, <laughs> and he did. And we talked to him for a second, and then when we hung up, and I said, Brian and Banks have similar music interests. I'm willing to bet. Yes, if we hold can... on,
2: hold on, hold on. That's it's not music what he does. That's it's not. If you actually okay. listen to what he, if you actually listen to what like he performs. It's probably the worst things I've ever heard as far as a rap game goes. <laughs> okay. Cuz I, I don't even consider
0: it rap. It's, it's just mumbles and Indeed. yelling. And this, is, screaming. this is this and this is what well, this uh, is a good example this is what the laughing man also said. Yeah, this is a good example of you being the middle brother. See, I think it's all garbage, Banks thinks it's great, and you're <laughs> and you kind of like you kind of like filter it in the middle as to what is and isn't good. Well, and to be fair, just so you have more context, we asked Banks what his what six uh, nine's biggest hit was, and then we kind of he wanted to have the long he, think about it. Yeah, he couldn't So I come said, up "Don't don't tell us what his biggest hit is. Tell us like, you know, if you're Banks and you're you're about to eat some ass, what six nine song are you <laughs> throwing on on the radio?" And he came back with "Gummo." Gummo. So we. We took, a, we took a short break. We listened to Gummo. We listened to Gummo. It's a terrible ass-eating song. <laughs> it is not a good ass-eating song. It's all, that would almost be ass rape-eating song. Like that's like that's like someone's passed out and you're eating their ass. Yeah. That's how inappropriate that song. We actually said that after listening to Gummo, we did have a desire to get a Make America Great Again hat, and that maybe. <laughs> We should somehow funnel this to Sean Hannity because maybe I felt culture is right. I felt we, dirty. Maybe. I think I felt something might be right about conservative culture after listening to Gummo Yeah, we've become Republicans. We're after Republicans to to at least for another forty-five minutes after Gumbo. So we just wondered where you were on that, and I think we've 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 hashed it out. I think he, Brian's with me. That's not music. Yeah, whatever that was. But but I was correct because Banks and Brian are closer in age. Brian knew who we were talking about. Yeah. If yeah. you had asked me, I'd have no and, fucking clue.
2: Well, the funny thing is, I only recently just found out one because of that. The first guy you asked about was because he died, and he's like yeah. all over everything. yeah, but the other one, I saw like something on Instagram yeah. where they showed his music video, and I didn't know who the hell he was until that. Mm-hmm. and just recently is when I actually found out who that was. so like I said, I, I don't like that crap. Yeah. I said
0: something very similar. I didn't know who this Triple X guy was until he died and people started right. sharing pictures of him. Yeah, And right. I have some sane friends who were also sharing pictures of his pregnant girlfriend that he almost beat to death and blinded in one eye. Right. And they're like, yeah, right. everyone's upset this guy got shot, but he's a piece of shit and deserved it. <laughs> well, right. we, well, you know. But the Takashi 6 9 guy, whatever. He, I only knew him because I saw him on uh, TMZ. He was in an airport and suddenly just... His crew was attacked by another crew, and I was like, "Hey, this is kind of like the and the, mid, the mid '90s days, yeah. but with a bunch of pussies." And then you watch the videos, and you're like, "Okay, they're they're they might be hard. Maybe I shouldn't call Takashi Six Nine and Pussy out here on SoundCloud or <laughs> iTunes and put myself in jeopardy." Uh, no, I think the episode title of episode 20 is Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> That's trouble because that will get back to him somehow. If we've got 12 new Australian it. followers, one of them is definitely going to Instagram that, <laughs> and I'm going to be down here with you know holding my my shotgun that I do not own. While we've got Superfan Brian on the phone, uh, you said to me earlier in a text, "You're a hundred, you're a hundred dollars a tug versus a million outright." Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, Dad's really mad because he was listening to the episode today. <laughs> Today is actually the day that eighteen came out. He's very mad, he even said he was probably gonna stop listening because of how bad our math was because I was basing I was basing it all on a thousand a tug. and so I was off by a, a whole zero. My point to Austin when I got here tonight was, if it was a thousand a tug, that I have to take into consideration because rusty super fan rusty even <laughs> sent me a message he said three a day that's like when your wife takes the kids that's and a you slow got the saturday. To yourself that's a slow saturday <laughs> like yeah fair point and if it's if it's a thousand dollars a tug that's three grand in a saturday you gotta really take that into consideration if it's a thousand dollars I mean that's not a consideration that's you quit everything yeah that's it well and just to a-
2: I got that from, I believe, Barstool Sports off of Instagram is where I mm. saw that. Okay. Um, that
0: that's makes where sense. I got I was that on from. Barstool for a while. just got too political. I, I like the guy that eats the pizza, but after that, I never mm-hmm. could get into it. That's pretty much it. You yeah. know what I'm talking about, the guy, the founder that does the pizza reviews? It, yeah. One bite, like company. One, like $10 million. yeah. One bite, everybody knows the rules, Then he eats the whole slice. I never got it, but it's uh, right. it's fun looking to watch. Well, super fan Brian, this is the first time, shan't be the last, because this has definitely been one of our better calls. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> Banks gets too wordy, and other times Emily doesn't know what to say. <laughs> like, well, I just want to say the reason I'm so excited
2: about it on Tuesdays is not just because how great you guys are, but I'm a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. He's breaking up a little bit. It Uh-oh. could be my phone. might so, be his. Cell reception's cutting out. Are you still there?
2: Probably me. Probably me.
0: Well, i you- tell you what. You know what you should, you should do? Write an email to... Tpo, tptopod pod at gmail.com and tell us why make a nice little uh, diatribe of why you love Tuesdays when you got the guys from TPTO coming out yeah send send it send it to me in written form and we'll read it on live on the record. air because <laughs> your phone got you know, all wobbly yeah see we lost him again I think you there okay. I'm here oh I'm right. here you. okay yeah write write us a nice little uh, TPTO at uh, what is it fuck <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's tptopod at gmail.com. Yes. Write us an email, and tell us why you love Tuesdays, and we'll read it live on the air. Yeah. We'll actually read it well, from there. California. Yeah, because we'll be out How in fun. California. Hell yeah. Well, thank you, Brian. We will talk to you soon, and go pull one out for for a grand. <laughs> <laughs> Holla! See ya. See ya. Yeah, I feel bad because he was getting ready to explain why he loves the show on Tuesdays, well, and I his fun just got all. The, the cell good part in. is he he got the good stuff out. He said, it's not because it's not just because you guys are great. And then and that, that's, that's, all yeah, that's all we need. that's all we need. should have just hung up. <laughs> just right there. Just <laughs> like, and that was Super and Enough said. Bro. We're fantastic. <laughs> that's all you, you said. I love it. I love it when I'm listening. Like, I, listen to, oh, yeah, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. And my favorite is when they get somebody on and, you know, because I've called into these things. I'm Neil Board sports talk. I've been on a lot of radio stations. But, you know, you're waiting for a while because if yeah. you get through, they're like, all right, hang on. They'll, they'll pick you up. And you know there's going to be a delay. And you hear the click. And you've been thinking for 10, 15, 20 minutes. You ever about baba every, buoy anybody? No, I never baba buoyed somebody. I did it at a <laughs> golf tournament one time when they hit the ball, but that was about it. Anyways, I'm, you know, you're know, running, you got everything you want to say, and then you start saying it, and you, know, you think your brain is like, oh man, this is, I could fucking do this job, and then you hear it back later, and you're like, oh geez. And that's when you always. When you is hear, that what I sound yeah, right. like? <laughs> I sound like a little bitch. <laughs> no, but I love it when the like even when somebody good comes on. I sound like someone that just ate McDonald's. <laughs> and I did. And I did. Shit. They uh, they, what, even when they say something good, now they get hyped. Like I love it because when these sports talk guys are like that's a good point, Brian. It's a good point. And then he'll be yeah, you know what? And the click. You hear that? You actually hear them? Okay, thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. And they just move right along. And fuck you. <laughs> The dub button has got to be one of the most fa- like favorite things in radio. Just, oh, no, 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 you're, you're through. You're, you're, yeah, you're through. There's, there's a sports talk televised show that Ray always has on at the Wing Ranch. It's, it's a, a black guy with like a mustache and goatee and a white guy who's clean shaven. And basically First their, take. their whole show yeah. is just to tell the other one they're why wrong. they're wrong. Yeah. First take. And I don't follow sports at all. I have, a, I have a, a vendor rep that handles our phone system who was in just the other day. It's Stephen oh. A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> our phone rep's from Colombia, and he came by just to check in, and he had a sales girl with him to introduce, and she's from a similar country, I think. I don't remember. And they're like, "Who are you watching the World Cup? And I was like, nah. Yeah. And they're like, really? It's the World Cup? And I was like, yeah. let me explain something. The World Cup's not a big deal in the U.S. because soccer or football, whatever you choose to call it, it's it doesn't have the same impact here that it does overseas. I said, on top of that, I'm not interested in any athletic event whatsoever. My interest in the Super Bowl peaks at the fact that a party will most likely have free beer and hot wings. Mm-hmm. And the football is just on in the background. Sure. I have a question before, after you finish. <laughs> I was like, I'm... I, so, like, don't take offense to my disinterest in the World Cup because that extends to all college and professional sports. Sure. When my family invites me to a Georgia game, I am I go and I am excited for the tailgating, not the actual game itself. Quick thing. Superfan Brian might have just lost the 1A status. He's not going to write that email. Uh-oh. But he says, this is quicker. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm a... Stay at home, Dad, and all I hear all day is baby talk. So it's nice to hear other adults' voices. There you go. Well, that's nice. Should have, uh, should have emailed that. But uh, <laughs> send that to TPTO Pond to reclaim your trophy. <laughs> As it is now, Matt, welcome to One A. No, but me, what I what let I, I explained to them you. is like I'm just not interested in it, and it's like what I was saying before with the NFL draft. I can't even feign interest in it. Like I, it's it's like our argument earlier today about about Popeyes and Cajun food like I can't pretend to like it I won't get on your case for liking it Uh but I just don't get what the fucking big deal is yeah well that's let's not bring Popeyes into this okay (laughs) what I want to I have a question so well yeah I'll ask the question first then I have a statement of all the sports in the world is there one that given time and maybe somebody talking to you about the basics or the history or where it comes... Is there any sport that you would maybe one day follow? No. What if it was, like, a, an actual... They brought back the game of lacrosse as it was played by the Indians where it was deadly. <laughs> like, the losing if team. If it was dead... No. Well, losing team No, because it, Like, no, because... that's not what happened, but I'm saying... I know, just, I know. But, like, just case in point, when someone's like, I've got the first uh, uh, UFC whatever when it was really anything goes, I'm like... I don't give a shit. I used to watch those when they... You remember Movie Gallery? Yeah. Alabama chain. I was just talking about Movie Gallery the other day. But they had like the earliest ones. If you... I rented rented those. They were lousy. It was like a bunch of non-poorly trained... Like Ken Shamrock was like the guy. Yeah. And even he... I mean, he was good... But didn't comparatively he, to what didn't you s- he switched to wrestling. Yeah, he was. Yeah. A, he was a pro wrestler this, for a while. This will sound like a jab and it's not meant to, but it's just the way it'll it's just the context of it. The summer I got dumped by my girlfriend at 19 years old mm-hmm. was the same summer. I got really into the Braves. Really? Really? I needed. It's like what? It's like when someone dumps you and they say you need to distract yourself. Join a gym. Yeah. Uh, do cocaine. Work, <laughs> start following the Braves. Work more. Whatever. Yeah. So I, I and I remember like being deep into that season. I knew the players. I knew their stats. I was watching every game, and I remember thinking. I remember thinking to myself, Is every sports fan depressed? <laughs> because I am, and this is getting me through it. Yeah. And maybe this is just a way for the average Joe to distract himself from being miserable day to day is his team. But that was the most I ever got interested in anything. I did watch hockey the first year that we uh, had the house because we didn't have cable. And the uh, the free antenna picked up the channels that aired the hockey games Mm -hmm. because down in the South, nobody gives a shit, I guess. Right. So I watched all the way through the Stanley Cup, and I think that was the year... That the that Tampa Bay went to the Stanley Cup, and I want to say they played the Blackhawks, but I don't remember. But I got really into that. Okay. Again. So you just need depression to trigger some kind of. Uh, yeah, because outside of related. that, I, I just don't give a shit. Okay. I just think there's a sport out there somewhere. Maybe it's some something played by the tribes of pygmies. <laughs> you know, it's, it just doesn't interest me. The only the only time that I my interest gets peaked in a game is if I have stakes so if you were a gambler if i had a gambling problem i would become very interested in whatever yeah that's true of anything though i mean people gamble on everything after a while so the explanation i mean the the parallel i try and draw when this comes up it's like do you want to get into a 30 minute conversation with me about how shoulder seams are sewn on sport coats Probably not. Wow. I've never tried. I mean, I don't think <laughs> I'd Probably, but exactly. I've... It's like, I know all about that. I know about the rope shoulder. I know about the shirt sleeve. Oh, okay, we get it. Yeah. Huh. That's shit that I'm interested in. Gotcha. I'm not interested in this, right. and you are. So, and that seems like you you could not, like, even... Well, I don't force it on you. I mean, I'm making you watch a little bit right now. No, you're not. and You've never forced it on me. And I don't even know how it came up, but it's like, I just can't even pretend to like it because I just don't. Yeah, no, it it's doesn't. just interesting because you, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I'm fine. the black sheep of my family. No, no. I mean, you just don't like it. That's fine. People don't, I, uh, to get to your wor- World Cup point, I struggle with this World Cup in particular and will particularly struggle with the next in Qatar. Qatar? I, Qatar? Qatar, Cutter. I've heard it both ways. I don't know if you, so as a person, so I watch a lot of real sports with Bryant Gummel. You wouldn't watch that, even <laughs> though it says sports in it. It's mainly more of a human interest pieces yeah. that revolve around sport, both good and bad. I think that's where this conversation started, was talking about the show at the wing ranch. Yeah, yeah, that was first take, which is a joke. It's always on, and I'm like, who the fuck that's could a, sit here and watch that's this? That's a ratings bonanza, where you just, they take two guys. I catch it for like 15 minute increments while I'm waiting on my wing order, and I'm like, who who sits down and watches these men yell at each other they don't, over it's always back what music. LeBron did. Yeah. Like who gives a fuck enough to watch these two yell about yeah, it? I don't I, I can't answer that question. Even it used to be fairly good. It had Stephen A Smith and uh, this douchebag who's <laughs> Well, there you go? It wasn't Max I actually like Max Kellerman cuz believe it or not Max Kellerman's expertise is in boxing. He used to do Friday night fights on ESPN. That's a sport. If it was more prevalent today and it's been outshined by the UFC... Boxing, <clears throat> I think it's coming back, but the Boxing is with, something I would and sit I agree. and watch. Yeah, I would as well. The pugilist side of the thing. Yeah. But boxing has been really inhibited by the, the refereeing. Well, that's a whole other conversation. But Max Kellerman, actually, I grew up watching him on Friday Night Fights. I have a lot of respect for him in the fight game. Yeah. But when... Um, I can't remember the douchebag's name. Well, clearly enough people are watching the current rendition of it to keep it on the air... Every Skip time, Bayless. Sorry, his brother is one of the most success, successful family across the board. His brother was a is one of the best chefs in the world at Mexican food. Actually, cooked in Obama's White House for like a year or two. His well, travel He's, he's an must expert. Be terrible expert <laughs> in Mexican cuisine. But his brother is Skip Bayless, and he's like become mega millionaire doing sports. Doesn't style. matter. Socialist family. Don't want to hear any more about <laughs> it. They yeah they like six nine, but. Um, no, the problem I have with these two World Cups is I've watched a lot of it and read a lot about it about how Putin. This is the Winter Games in Sochi combined with this event mm. and and Russia. If the World Cup has been his 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 glory hole, is that where the World Cup is right now? Yeah, in Russia? it's in, spread all over Russia. Many people have died showing the corruption uh, that he that this games and these Winter Olympics are have done. How money has disappeared and gone into. Um, well, he's a great poop, leader for his poop, people. Oh, of course, Lots of respect for him. We got to get him back in the G8. He needs to be part of the G8. <laughs> anyway. He's a great man. Really knows how to take care of his people. Yeah, his people. His people. Uh, really knows how to be stay their leader indefinitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just when you watch this stuff, it really is kind of chilling because he legitimately... And it's never he, but it's always, one. like, they have this CIA director on there saying, like, you, you can't see these things. He's like, I've been the Russian chair chief or whatever for the CIA for 20 years. He's like, none of this happens without his implicit knowing and maybe not his consent, but he certainly knew about it before it happened. Right. So, like, these people that die, these people that have to flee here because they're just showing you hard evidence of where money's disappearing, public funds going towards these stadiums that are going to rot. Like, it's kind of like when every World Cup, every Olympics, I mean maybe not Atlanta. I don't know how well Atlanta really did some of these other like first world nations that can afford it, but yeah. the perfect example was Rio, yeah. they got the World Cup and the Olympics and in, in two in, within two years. They won not only did they have no money for infrastructure, where are they getting this money yeah. The stadiums are now rotting, but not on top of that. They were pulling people, disappearing people from the favelas, yeah, people that never been seen again. And we're talking about state sponsored murder, more or less, well, trying to clean you, it up. You can go. I remember when I went to Plattsburgh last summer. You can go see the region of upstate New York where America defeated Russia in the hockey game, and it's it's not that impressive a sight because no. it's it's just a vacant lot where the Olympics happened once. That was uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> what what Olympics was that? It Was 80 It was in the 80s. It was under Reagan, I think. It was before I was even born, I think. I think it was 80. Miracle on Ice yeah. was 80 and it was in what's the name of that? It's the uh, part of you It's that's it U in the name? I don't know. I don't remember. You were right up now. there? I know but I'm I've had 5 beers. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> well, the other one, so <laughs> that while I was in point, like I drove right past it and it's like, yeah, it's where it was and it's like it looks like a run down abandoned Place, it's like, well, yeah, because they build it up and we have it, and then when people leave, and nobody gives a shit anymore. The one that I and they showed it on Real Sports, the one that is most it, Lake Placid. The one that is oh, most, well, I knew that you said you, I thought it had a U in it, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, the one that not the Lake Placid the, the, <laughs> of the movie Lake Placid no, not, with Oliver Plott and uh, Emmett from Braveheart, sure, but Oliver Plott, uh, should have remembered the rocks, <laughs> <laughs> the uh. <laughs> Damn it. You got me. <laughs> got to get that I'll on the list. You. Like a waterm. Aye, you should have. Uh, no. Like, but like a shut
2: water- the fuck up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I love, the one that, I'm sorry, but I love that pronunciation. Like, like a, a waterm. What- I thought I was saying watermelon <laughs> for years. I, like, I? I guess the Scots had watermelons, I don't know. But in Gwinnett County, they built the for the 96 Olympics, they built the tennis center, which is still there, rotting away. Yeah. Perfectly good tennis stadium. That just rotting, rotting, rotting. It's just that's a sign of what the Olympics can do. But it's you got to think in America. All right, we got one rotting Olympic yeah. stadium. It's right next to a successful Walmart. Whereas in in Russia, when Rio, these places are yeah. never going to be used again. This all you have to do is watch John Oliver explain the corrupt he, he that bullshit sure. around the Olympics. <laughs> now, but now let me throw you this at you. So where's the 2022? And one of the weirdest decisions in the history of the World Cup, the, the 2022 World Cup is going to be Qatar. And then originally it was going to be this time of year, June, mm. when it's 120 degrees in Qatar. I love soccer in 120 oh, degrees. Right? So they, they're like, they, they give Qatar a big lot of alarm bells going off. FIFA's already mm. underneath a mountain of trouble. They're, they've had to suspend or fire. Well, FIFA's under fire from John Oliver, too. <laughs> yeah, I know you've seen that one. I'm saying, like, so alarm bells start ringing. They're looking around. In Qatar That's okay Population of 650,000 people They have to build How many stadiums They don't have any Real workforce In the sense that Everybody that lives in Qatar Lives like Five times above The actual living wage Of most everyone else In the world They're a rich They're one of the richest Per capita nations they, uh, There's a lot of Syrians Looking for work a, So that's where we get to So they said What are we gonna do It's <laughs> was just a joke. It's not So they said They said Okay, even though everyone was like, why did the, why did the United States not get this? Why did England not get this? Yeah. Look at the temperature. So, all right, we we solved this by moving it back to November. Why did Australia not get right. this? Thank right, Matt.
2: Oh, there's, there's. Oh, oh, oh.
0: So they push it back to November. Oh, that okay, that solves the temperature yeah, in Qatar in November. Still yeah, it's a it's a balmy it's a, it's it's a, a, a beautiful, balmy 98. It's a beautiful <laughs> Very low humidity. No, so they move it back to November. I think it's November, and so now they got to bring in a workforce. So where do they go? They probably do go to Syria, but the number one that they're import are um, a lot. A lot of uh, it started out with um, Nepal. Mm -hmm. A lot of Nepalese, who they figured they they don't even have a country. We can get them for for cheap because we don't have. They don't have a labor force that they need to build them. So they keep them in terrible conditions. Next thing you know, there's no working safety conditions. Thousands die yeah right falling off scaffolding, but every time they send the body home, it's always heart attack, cause of death, heart attack, heart attack It's never negligent, so they're a lot not a McDonald's listen so they're in not Qatar. right they're not paid <laughs> for, for their loss of their husband's son yeah, and on top of that, they have to pay Qatar to get the body from Qatar to their home, so it's like it's just scandal it's Thousand and every time you see him post something like a picture of a, be- a new beautiful stadium that's been built for the 2022, everybody it, it comments on Facebook, Oh, look at what you can do! Like the Louis C.K. Look, look what's beauty when you throw death and suffering at it. Yeah, so they now they started the, the, the temperature in Qatar during these building conditions. They started <clears throat> going to Nigerians, going to Sierra Leone, they're going to the African nations. Well, they're used to it, they're used to the heat, but still, like, the amount of death and suffering that's being put out there. They bought one. They bought the World Cup. Mm. Now they're throwing just senseless, you know, no no care, no fucks given. Death. Well, I mean, if you, I know I cannot. Like I haven't watched, but maybe twenty combined minutes of this one. Yeah. Because I just can't. I'm like, this is just dirty. There's something about this is just dirty. But Qatar, I'm yeah. I. Even if America qualifies, I'll have a hard time watching it. Well, I mean, America is only one nation involved. But if you could get that message to the feet of every liberal leftist who's appalled by kids in cages right now at the (laughs) southern border, America might at least one political party go, we're not going to give any support to this. This is one thing. This is one area where I just would never politicize it. Yeah, I, I just don't politicize. I, like I, people have taken the kids in cages and politicized that for any number of different means. I think yeah. it's wrong, but I don't look at it from. I just choose not to go there. This, however, this Russian well, Qatar I'm thing is In terms of the me, heartstrings you'd pull at, you'd have an easier, you'd have an easier go at pulling at the heartstrings of leftists. Right. No, I get that over but it's not, what's going on in Qatar. I, I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> versus the end cultures to me, of America. To me, from a historical standpoint, it's no different than if you look at the Great Pyramids. And you think, wow, that's beautiful. Where, and, and it is. Yeah. Uh, but a person like me will also say, yeah, man. If you could just get a few thousand people that you don't give a fuck about <laughs> to give their lives, if they can just break their backs and we can just whip them and underfeed them the to the The difference, the difference is the pyramids are still standing and we're in awe of them. Right. The World Cup stadiums the, in Qatar exactly. in 2024, yeah. no one will give two fucks two about. Shit's about. They'll they'll tear them down and, re- and they, at least they'll have the money to tear them down with the same labor force that built them and then scrap yeah. out the steel. Yeah. Whereas someone in Rio Oh, look at that beautiful stadium that's going to be there for the next fucking well, 50 I, years. I go back to John Oliver. All you need to do is watch his take on the I World Cup, FIFA, yeah. all that shit. And it's like uh, the Olympics and FIFA, which are pretty much both the same thing. The, the, oh, the, they're the same criminals. The Olympics yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. They build up some town, <coughs> you have an event there, and then they disappear and it yeah. crumbles. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, Olympics. All right, fuck you. We're, we're leaving. <laughs> It's like, ah, World <laughs> Cup, fuck you, we're leaving. They're like that gypsy, I don't even want to say this, a, it's actually gypsy's a bad name, but they're like the gypsy fair that rolls into town, yeah. whips up excitement, everyone goes and spends some money, has a good time, someone wins. <laughs> I wish this was a visual medium, because of, because of this the, this is my gypsy fair. No, no, you're, 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 you're doing Tevya right now from Fiddler on the Roof. If I were a rich man (laughs) Love Fiddler on the Oh, Get that on the list Uh, But no It's just like And then they just leave town And you go home And they've just stripped you Of everything They they told you that the fair Would bring money into the town Across the board But really the gyppos the tinkers got out of there before they had... They basically I mean. mined you for all of whatever natural resources you have and then left you in the dust. It reminds me, I had to tell you, we, we both love uh, uh, Peaky Blinders. We don't both love Peaky Blinders. You don't Blinders. like Peaky? I thought... You, no? Peaky Blinders exhausts me. Oh, you're a sad person. But I, I showed it to a buddy of mine. I just get tired of he's, the... He's of the cliche British hard man. No, I get it. Just let me finish with this. With his he's, fucking he's, he's toothpick uh, and, his, and his hard way of talking to you, Right? It's like, all right, we fucking get it. You're tough. I'm awful. Uh. Get, get on with it, there, Bricktop. I get it. You're, oh, you're scary. Bricktop, out of it. Bricktop was, it was awesome. Oh, I'm sweet enough. <laughs> Better line. put a lead on him, Turkish, before he gets bitten. Good line there, <laughs> Mr. Bifocals. <laughs> fucking ooh. Oh, I'm sweet enough. You know, what? you know what, though? If you ran into a situation well, in yes, East London be where you walked up in Bricktop and he gave you one of those lines, you would shit your fucking pants. It would be terrifying in I real life. I heard you had a podcast <laughs> and he didn't like my Starlings. It'd be terrifying in real life, but I feel like the Guy Richie lingo in all his movies is like, are British gangsters really this wordy? Because <laughs> I'd get fucking exhausted <laughs> in this conversation. Look at him, boy. Look at him. Hey, come here, son. Let me tell you a little bit about my life. <laughs> (laughs) Son, all right, son. It's like, fucking, just are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna kill me and feed me to pigs or not? Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of your wordy placating bullshit. Like, let's just, let's just get to the violence. Come here, my son. It's my son. That's what they say, my son. I'm gonna feed you to pigs. He was only fourteen. After I tell you all about what I'm gonna do to you, some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm fucking (laughs) sweet enough. Beware of a man who keeps pigs. <laughs> like, all right, all right, I get it. The only, the saving grace of snatch is are the fucking uh, the jippers. The jippers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Cannon. laughs> I do kind of <laughs> it for the caravan. Kind what? Of I do it for the caravan. I do Blue Boys. It's funny me, ma. For me, ma. Paddy Winkle Blue. You <laughs> like dags? What? Oh. Dags, dogs. I like dags. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. I, I like, like dogs. dogs. My favorite line in that film. I'm never gonna shit on Snatch. I think Lockstock's a better movie. I I would say I won't shit on Snatch, but Bricktop exhaust. When he, when he when Tommy buys a gun, and Turkish says, "What's that for?" The Germans. I don't know. It doesn't. The eat, Germans. The Germans. Yeah. All right, that line gets me. Yeah. And you know, flash forward to him being ripped in in Sylvester Stallone films. I you know, if we're- here's <laughs> one you need to watch. Uh, we should probably depart. Probably depart with this. Yeah. Uh, Jason Statham. I'm up one night. One of those nights where you shouldn't be up. Yeah, and HBO's on, and something comes on—a movie called London. Have you ever heard of this? No. Oh, are you Jessica Biel, man? Oh, back in the day, Jessica. B- the first time I asked a friend with good internet to print me mm. photos of a girl—Taylor move—topless mm-hmm. or close enough was my friend Richie, also known as Rashad, because his father was Jordanian. Tying it into our fan base here. Uh, was Jessica Biel photos, topless or close enough? <laughs> so yes. So you're a Jessica Biel man. She's my. I mean, t- talk about, talk about. Uh, trying to find it. Hang on. <laughs> talk about alone time nostalgia. Yes, okay, well, Jessica about, Biel. Well, let me tell you something. That you're going to be doing here probably tonight. She had that. She had that movie where she was a stripper. No, this not is Not too long ago That's probably good But this one's better And it's only got one scene That makes it so But I'm trying to figure out Who So it's got Jessica Biel Chris Evans Super famous now Yeah and Captain J- America Yeah And Jason Statham And Isla Fisher I mean this movie Has it all And it was made in 05 this, this film has this it film all This film has it all <laughs> Famous Gay running back Blow Jay Simpson <laughs> Tying it <laughs> all in Tying it all in Uh no, so the it comes on. I saw Jessica be a big fan. Look at that! I was at Chris Evans. I didn't really know him then. I think he had been. I think he had been in uh, like one or two movies. I had seen <laughs> I at Chris Evans. His dick doesn't really. <laughs> <laughs> he shaves. I don't like the whole scorched earth thing. I like a hairball uh, sack. Yeah, and then Jason Statham. I was like, what? Like, I was thinking at my time. I was thinking Turkish because this yeah. was pretty big time. I like a buff bald. Guy. I like a buff bald man. English, know that? Yeah. Let me give it before we I go. I veto for him. So yeah. <laughs> what is the name of that song? <laughs> the Six Nine song? Oh fun. The Banks Eats Asky. Gummo. Gummo. He, yeah, I'd gummo him. Yeah. You no, know, so I was I'd I let start, him gummo me. Le, so let me get to this. All right. So the movie starts, it's one of those films that starts with credits. You never see that anymore. It's like blacked out and it starts with credits. It's very Tarantino. Yeah. And uh, comes on and the opening scene is Jessica Beale riding mm. Chris Evans. Mm and there's like they're doing it. They're, there's a lot of uh, oh, like all the movie sex scene yeah. and I'm thinking okay it's hot you see a little side boob you see Jessica Biel ass I was like you got me I don't know what this movie is I don't know what the mm-hmm. content I know nothing tractor beams yeah right I, I am in <laughs> and it got so the scene's like no more than 10 seconds I bet you I'm pretty sure you you porn it or porn hub it whichever you prefer I'll do that I'm but more uh, of a spank bang guy spank, kind of myself okay but, yeah. I've never heard of that one mm-hmm. So right, you well, yeah. I, I know I know Evan's Stone We'll cut this out. I know Evan uh, So, and she, she whispers and she says, tell me when you're going to come. And I was like, wow, this is just getting, <laughs> this is the greatest movie ever. And he's like, okay, okay. And she's like, she hops off. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. She, <laughs> she hops off and then goes down on him. And I was like, oh. For no finish. Like, I, I don't have paws on this TV. Like, damn it. There's, I don't have TV. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And so, that, I thought that was great. And then it just turned Marry into, that girl, Chris Evans. It, you marry that girl. You know, then it turns into the saddest. Mm. And you have to watch it, because you're thinking, maybe there's another flashback coming. Maybe there's another flashback coming. Not there's now. no flashback, but you can't get out. Yeah. You're in. And it turns out that the premise is, that was during their happy times, mm. but he could never say, I love you to her. So she's a fucking idiot. idiot. So, she leaves and gets Lying, another guy. Even if you don't feel he, it. He goes into <laughs> depression drug mode. <laughs> And is all all about getting high and being sad. And he finds out she's having a going-away party because she's moving to Europe with her new European boyfriend. It doesn't get any worse no, for him. No. So he wants to crash he wants to see her one last time and explain yeah, that's, things. That's like Tim Robbins and High Fidelity, the yeah. new fucking boyfriend with a ponytail. Yeah, it's he like, wants oh, to he wants, he wants to crash the party and explain things. Is that his her friend's apartment, Isla Fisher, Borat's wife. Right. So he goes my wife. He goes yeah, he goes to a bar to buy think it was ecstasy. I can't remember which drug it was, but there, there's an intermediate There's like a middleman there between the dealer and it's Jason Statham. And they start mm-hmm. talking at a the bar. They exchange. They, I think they do a little coke together. And Jason Statham is like, just kind of all of a sudden says, yeah, I'll, I'll, cr- I'll crush the party with you. So now the middleman's like, come here, I'm, my son. I don't, I don't, I'll I've, crush the party got, with well, you. I got nothing else. So him and Chris, I almost like said Chris Pratt, Chris Evans go Evans. to this party together, but they hide in the bathroom. Like He, he had the courage to go but now they're stuck in the bathroom, and then it turns into this think piece of a movie where all they do is talk, and it's not good dialogue. And the whole thing, Chris, or what's his, the British man, Chris, Jason Statham, all his whole character was he. Let's, had, let's call them Transporter and Captain America. Okay, Transporter. The Transporter breaks <laughs> down out, out of nowhere. It's like they go from this drug-filled fun time to him telling him, "My wife left me. You don't know what sadness is. I can't get my dick hard." It's like what? Where did this fucking come from? How does Bring this? Bring back Evan? the Jessica Biel <laughs> This is fucking boring. <laughs> so Statham's character was this guy that had lost it all, and now he's a middleman for a drug dealer because he got ED and he lost his wife because she didn't want a soft dicked Englishman. And he's telling Chris Evans, "You're not sad. You don't know what sadness is. Yeah. At least you can get a hard on." And the whole time, I'm like, "Good. What the? Where is the ass? Like, give me Jessica Biel back now." This this reminds me. When, London. I, when I was a young yeah <laughs> when I was a younger man, I had a real couldn't, thing couldn't for yeah, well that. Yeah. I had a real I, I I had a real thing for Selma Blair. Ooh. Was it because of the uh the Tarantino film where she does the dance with the vampire movie? And That's Selma Hayek. Oh right, 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 right. Selma right, Blair right, right, is right, right. the very thin, short brunette that yeah. has the hots for Matthew Perry in that one friends episode mm-hmm. when he's away for Christmas. Yeah. There's a movie that she did, very indie film, called Storytelling. I can't get Selma high. I got him mad. I'm sorry. That's okay. I had a thing for Selma Blair. Okay. Thin, uh, petite, brunette, 90s girl. And there's, a fil- there's an indie film she made called Storytelling. Uh-huh. And the very beginning of the movie is her having her on top, grinding sex with her boyfriend And I'm like, this is my fucking movie. And she's got like, her hair has been bleached and dyed pink. And it's like shoulder, shoulder length. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And then it cuts to her boyfriend on the bottom. He's a man in college with cerebral palsy. What? And your whole into this moment sexually mindset with this movie is just like, oh, what's going on here? And you come to find out he's got CP, but he's he's f- fine mentally. He's just physically handicapped by it. But given his mannerisms and gyrate, it's like it goes from this, ooh, what's this to, oh, what's, oh no, what's happening here? And it just completely takes you out of it. Uh, but it's still a pretty good movie. It's <laughs> Mm. Cerebral palsy I think my London story's better (laughs) This reminds me, and I'll end on this Today I was buying gas As far as storytelling goes This might be a good or a bad story I'm pumping gas, and I look over And I see a man who's probably 30 Mm -hmm. Very tall, very slender He's a little humpbacked He's kind of slouchy and he's got his jeans. He's sagging his jeans. I can see his golden yellow boxer briefs, a good f- four or five inches of them. Sure. And he's got teeth that I can only describe as the fake teeth from the original Phantom of the Opera. Just big old, kind of like Matt Dillon's teeth And There's Something About Mary. Just big old fake, goofy white teeth <laughs> that are almost sticking out over his lips.
1: Harold and Maude.
0: He's got a straight up Richard Spencer haircut. You know, New World Order, American Nazi haircut. Mm -hmm. But he has bleached the long part. And he's wearing a sleeveless T-shirt that has a hood on it. It's a whole weird look this guy's got going. Very freakish when you really piece it all together. And he's pumping gas. And his what I can assume is his older male boyfriend went inside to buy drinks or something. And as he's pumping gas, he grabs a spray paint can... And starts spray painting the side of their old, and I mean old, beat up 19, late, early 80s uh, Chevy pickup truck. They've spray painted the whole thing black, and he's putting the finishing touches on it while they're pumping gas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm just watching all of this. Yes. He's weird looking enough. Now he's spray painting a truck while he's pumping gas. And my first thought is... Is that safe? Like, you're not supposed to smoke cigarettes while you pump gas. Can you spray paint while you pump gas? I, I don't know. I don't want to go. We need to wrap this. I don't wanna go. I, I I don't think the fire. I think you stand <laughs> a better chance of starting a static fire at a gas station <laughs> than you do by an uh, open flame. Because you can stand next to a right a, a gas tank with an open flame. I like the trick in no country where he shoves the yeah and ble- it doesn't work that way. Right. It's just not how fire and gasoline a, react to each other. Very odd looking character. Spray-painting his truck, waiting on his boyfriend to come back with Gatorade. Hey, look, we've all seen weird shit at gas stations. I I've I haven't seen somebody spray-paint their car in a while. a while. I Especially open not. bottles at the of pump. Mai Tai mix just sitting on Boulevard BP, <laughs> just sitting out. I, was, I literally was like, I, they look fine. It was a weird sight. I hear you. I'll leave it at that. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I think the London story, or even the cerebral palsy story, would have been a better ending. Uh, for those they had insane clown posse blaring in the (laughs) background does that make it better it's not true it's not true but it does make it better (laughs) check out that video I sent you earlier tonight I will the Juggalos well this has been a lengthy episode 20 lots of pauses but we made up for it with good content I think so Uh, it's run of the mill for this show two call ins we'll We'll get to that in the intro Well, uh, we'll see you guys for episode 21 which I believe will be recorded in Redondo Beach W-F-U-C-K. Bam! Stay tuned uh, for weather and traffic. Up next, here's Taproot. We need to have a (laughs) weatherman. Like a guy that was like, here's Tex McKeever. That's the guy that killed his wife. That was weird that that just came into my brain. Is this on? It's still on. Tex McKeever was the guy that killed his wife and just got found guilty of it. He should not be the weatherman, but like, you know. All right there, Laugh Man. We'll see you next week for episode 21. You and Tex McKeever have a good one. Until then, we're going to go ahead and skip taproot. Here's Drowning Pool. Hallelujah.